the What Are You Doing movie archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Shaun of the Dead. We're coming to get you, Barbara. It's October. It's scary month. It's time to do it. But it's funny scary. Pop in your DVD or blurry. Press play. Press pause when the Universal logo fades to black. It might be a different distributor in the UK. We didn't find out. But whatever. Right before the movie. Press pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one. on pause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play. And we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary. Except, of course, with four friends in your head. Those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian William Finifter. Greetings. Michael Dork, Matt Scott. Brains. And Shreddy uh-huh. Amazing Stokes. Hello. Shaun of the Dead uh, was the first, I, I think I have my chronology right, the first zombie movie I ever saw, which means I did which not. Is, really? Which really? Totally, yeah, which is totally backwards. Yeah. Right, I know. Which, uh, which means I had no appreciation for zombies. I didn't know any of the tropes. Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of tropes, Zarban in the chat room will be troping today. Uh, TVTropes.org, buy it, use it, break it, fix it. Um... The um, <laughs> Rape and crib death Good night uh, uh, Dead I, puppies I, I didn't know any of the tropes I didn't know any of that stuff So I watched it And I didn't like it that much It's like and watching fact, The Family Guy Star Wars right, episode right, right. Without knowing what Star Wars and, is And uh, when I watched it I, uh, I also hadn't uh, At some point I had this weird British explosion In my head in the last five or six years, uh, and now I'm a big fan of whatever I can I can get. I love you know QI and everyone loves Top Gear, blah blah blah, Doctor Who, etc. And now I've I've got I, I have that whatever minor babblefish you need to to go. I get British culture now. I didn't have that then, so I saw it. and I just kind of fucking hated it. Insert um, three years of no zombies. Um, two years ago, doing Down in Front, and we had a bunch of zombie movies, so I watched a bunch of them at once. I saw the original Dawn of the Dead and the second Dawn of the Dead and. Uh, yeah, uh, hey, dude, right, right. Dead. right, right. Was that two years ago? It was last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Okay, yeah. one Halloween. And ago. I still felt like it was like I'm like we're doing Shaun of the Dead. We just did a bunch of stuff. No, we didn't. <laughs> it was, did a year. It was yeah. last year we did that. Uh, and then I was I was I was really into it. And I came back later and saw Shaun of the Dead, and um, absolutely loved it. Could not love it more. I think it's perfect. I think it's amazing. I think it's hysterical. I think it's genius. I have no idea. It's weird how your brain can do that, where sometimes you're just not prepared for something, and then you come back later, and you're completely prepared for it. Like, I had the same thing with music, where I grew up listening to my dad's music, and if you played KMFDM for me at the point when I was starting to learn new music, it would have destroyed my brain. But I went through a bunch of other stuff, and I got all the way up to that level, and then it's KMFDM. Oh, yeah, this is great music. I understand it now. And I had that exact same thing with Shaun of the Dead. I think it's great. Um, Brian, how, how, what is Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead. In your in your head there, I I love it. It's uh, absolutely a perfect movie. I don't think we'll get any arguments on that. <laughs> I hope panel. not. Um, Better not. It's what I love about Shaun of the Dead is as we we've talked about in other ones. It's you know the the job of the writer or the filmmaker is to think of the premise and then really think it through all the way and think of all the the potential possibilities and and ways the story can go and go and really explore as much as you can what would really happen and i think Shaun of the dead does it beautifully and it does it comedically it's it's just beautiful (laughs) i feel weird using that word but it's just it's awesome um it's really like okay here's this concept and let's explore that concept to its absolute fullest and 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 see what we get out of it and um you can really tell that's that edgar wright and and simon pegg as well but they they really do their work and they and they really map out everything and they just don't throw a bunch of shit on the page they Here's all of these elements, and for these elements to pay off, how do we need these elements to be set up? And if we set them up this way, what does that mean when we pay them off this way? And really, you can see how every detail comes back to... Um, do you tend to make an example of this movie in conversations about setup and payoff? And, oh, or yeah, is it just absolutely. sort of passively great, and you just sort of go, yep, great? No, I think this is one of the best examples of a filmmaker or of a writer really doing the work and doing the work beforehand on the page and going, okay, this is... This the screenplay is a blueprint for the movie, but here's the blueprint with every 
corner and every detail that we can work out to this point worked out. And one of the, I think the behind the scenes on this are one of the best behind the scenes for any movie out there because one segment is Edgar Wright literally showing you like the win loser draw flipboard where he's he's mapped out like every detail in terms of you know not just in character but also in theme and in, in plot and like every aspect of the movie is completely completely worked out for them. They're so charming those lads. They're hard workers. Michael. Shaun of the Dead. Uh, yeah, I liked it the first time. Uh, <laughs> polished yeah. fingernails. Yeah. Um, but uh, Michael and I were hip enough to get it. The first yeah. time. <laughs> but uh, no, I lo- and uh, I haven't. I haven't actually seen this movie in in a few years, and it's weird it's to me. About this guy named Sean. He's no, but British, it's it's weird to his, me that it's. He's got a bit of red on him. It, it's <laughs> it's weird to me that it's old enough that there can have been a few years since yeah. I've seen it. it like, like it feels so recent. These guys have made like. Eight movies since yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's, it, this this movie's seven years old, and it doesn't. It came it doesn't out the summer after the Matrix sequels. Yeah, um, that's how old it is. Two thousand two, two thousand four, two thousand three. Matrix sequels were with three. This was a four. But um, uh, yeah, I love it. I'm. It's it's an amazing film because it, I would I would even um, not necessarily at the same level just because it, the first one's been around longer. But people will know that me saying this is a big deal. I would put it in the same category as Ghostbusters. Yeah, um, mm. it, it it manages to be simultaneously very funny and also legitimately scary. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, Galaxy Quest, Shaun of the Dead, yes, Ghostbusters yeah. are pretty much yeah. the Holy Trinity. Yeah, I don't think exactly. I don't think there's any better genre parodies that are also great examples of the genre yes exactly and and it, it's also telling a really great story um i i do use Shaun of the dead as an example of of how to how to make us a, a really good comedy um because because just like we said on in ghostbusters it's it's a comedy that's a drama with jokes. Yeah. It, they're they're putting these. It's dramatic... a serious situation happening to funny guys. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, I, th- I've also I've also said Shaun of the Dead is a zombie movie that isn't that's just following the wrong characters. <laughs> like, yeah. like Which we have a very explicit scene that that shows that when they cross. Like, yeah, we yeah. we should have followed those other guys. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. drama is that other group. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're following we're following these these guys. We're following are... the doofuses who just happen to make it. Yeah, you know? we're not appreciating the severity of the situation <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. But that's what that's what of course makes it funny and it's also um i think one of the things that makes it such a great and entertaining movie and and one of my favorite zombie movies is that there's like actually because most zombie movies are like well we will hide in a building from the zombies until for some reason we can't anymore and that's like the movie um whereas this one they actually have like a goal there there's something they're trying to do they they have to do and it's a completely retarded goal which is why it's funny (laughs) the goal is to get to the place to hide out until they can't stay right. there anymore. But it's the yeah. worst place yeah. that yeah. they can think of. And it's like, you were already in that place. You had houses with doors. Everyone was fine. <laughs> it was your decision. Or maybe that's it. Maybe it's it's they're like, well, we know that we should get somewhere and try and hide. And it's like, that's the wrong choice. Just stay where you are. But uh, I, I think that's I think that's the case with general epidemics and stuff. They're like, don't go or, or yeah, disasters. That's, that's the general yeah. advice. Yeah. Is, don't go out and look at it. Yeah. Stay yeah. home. Yeah. Stay inside until <laughs> things calm oh, down. And, and, and we, well, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it yeah. later. Are you in this movie BFFs? So. Huh? Are you in this movie BFFs? I love this movie, but like I said, I haven't I haven't seen it for a while, so I'm looking forward to seeing it again. Oh, it's not going to hold up, man. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, you're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> There's all these plot holes. Trey, yeah. what happened when you saw Shaun of the Dead? Uh, I, it was as if uh, uh, a light went off in my head. Did you have a little heart boner? 
saw yeah i saw how life really was meant to be um yeah i i was a movie i just i'd heard about you know it's oh this british movie called Shaun of the dead it's like a british zombie movie you know it's sort of this british version of of the americans oh okay i'll check that out on video and the name is kind of dumb yeah exactly i was like Shaun, well actually i thought Shaun of the dead good title um i actually thought of that good but title. um there's a movie yes. coming out called one of the dead yeah which you can imagine where that's yeah going. i can i can yeah you can sort of Spell it out. But the um, first of all, I I didn't need any well, help. Can you racist? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't need any help to to get on board with with British uh, comedy because I was raised on Monty Python and and things yes. like that. And so you know, when I was a kid, it was like you know this was this amazing thing that was on like PBS was you know they show these Monty Python shows and things like that. So and I became a big Anglophile and you know going to Britain was one of the great uh, you know travel experiences of my life to actually you know that's fucking Big Ben. Look, it's real. It actually they have it. You know, it's there. It's 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 I had the great experience of stepping off the tube which is what they call the subway in britain um, um and i come up the stairs of the tube and and literally you're at the foot of big ben at the exit i was there and just like in every you know, it's, it looks like every movie you've ever seen there's big ben and it's like literally in my head it's like there should have been a little brass band right there to go just to say you're in england but that didn't happen but in my head it did so um that was my sister's experience of coming to the valley she's like this looks like every movie ever i'm like yep yes it does it is it is every movie ever so so england looks just like england does in the movies that's what's great they you know they actually have the phone boxes they actually have those little taxi cabs they actually have those policemen in the funny hats i mean it's like it really they have all that it's really there um as opposed to america which doesn't look at all like america in the movies um Unless you live in the San Fernando Valley, yes, exactly. So, so uh, you know, go to Hollywood. It doesn't look like Hollywood. There's, you know, there's no Hollywood. But uh, so I, I was, you know, fine with the British thing, and I, you know, sort of got there. There are jokes that I don't get because they're so, you know, British that I, I to this day, I don't get the British humor you know, in terms of the references. Some of those, I know there's jokes that I'm not getting. You see, they say Z instead of Z. Well, that I got, yeah. and it's funny as I, if, I like de- that. Depending on what version we have here, um, are we watching this on DVD? Yep. Um, I think it's the DVD. The subtitles don't know that they say Zed because they got that they they transcribed that wrong. They don't know what he's saying, and they make a stab at it, and they got it wrong. The said word, yeah, the said word, I believe is what they say. Uh, so yeah, so an American subtitled this our version anyway. Anyway, um, and then of course I'm a huge you know I know all the zombie movies from when they came out, and so so I got every zombie joke they made, including we're missing the first one by starting after it's happened. The Universal logo is actually the first zombie joke reference because it has the soundtrack track of dawn of the dead playing over it it goes that that electronic that creepy little tone and and so when i first watched the movie as soon as I, as soon as the logo came up and that you know i instantly like dawn of the dead they're playing the dawn of the dead theme i said i think these guys might have it i mean if they're if they're that that onto it that they can start and they got that same piece of music and it's starting with that um you know i was like i i think this might work and then by god it did it's a it's a beautifully crafted movie uh, from start to finish, it's beautifully acted and uh, it's it's perfectly well done. You're at the point where the Universal logo has faded to black, as we are here, put your finger on the button, point it at the damn TV. Three, two, one, unpause. At the telly. <laughs> oh, we got another logo. My bad. Canal Plus. Yes. The working title logo, right? No, this is Canal Plus, I believe. Plus. Um, Why yeah. do you say Plus? Because oh, it's French. Plus. Can- oh, Channel Plus, is, Studio Canal, Studio Canal, but it, I think that's is that maybe different from Canal Plus. 
Huh, and then there's Working Title, which is a British company that has, here in the States, they have a deal with Universal. So that's why their movies are used in, in America are released through Universal. I don't know if that's worldwide. I've always loved their logos. I wanted to do a pop culture game for a while, and I've been thinking <laughs> about ways to do it in different kinds of categories. Like, one of the things I wanted to do, I wanted to have a section of the game be, I show you the first half of studio logos, and you tell me what they are, which is easy for 20th Century nice. Fox, yeah, that's and a... it's hard for, like, Regency. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Castle Rock is easy. Right, right, right. You know. But, you know, I always end up doing that. If you're on the water, it's either Miramax or Disney. Wait for the color. No color. Miramax. Like, that kind of thing. Anyway, whatever. Hey, look, it's uh, Simon Pegg. Look at that young boy. Yeah, Simon Pegg. The, you know, the first, uh, for many of us Americans, you know, the first sort of, who's this guy? You know, um, Yeah, we didn't have space. We didn't have space. And then oh. and the space became like, oh, if you like Shaun of the Dead, you need to find space, which, of course, was not available in the States for several Until years. Recently, yeah. Um, and spaced is really quite something too um if you like sean of the dead you know space is space is sean of the dead except everything it's a different it's, like genre every week it's okay a one week they do everything. the zombie movie then they do the and you, you can know, you can Trek absolutely see that you know okay yeah these are the guys who would then go on to make sean of the dead you yeah. can absolutely see the style forming and the the whole the whole uh, thing coming coming together there in space it's a great series with the possible exception of star trek something that's always interesting about simon Pegg and by extension nick frost usually is how authentic they seem and how they just seem like the guys on screen but that being said, how do you feel about them as performers? Do you think they carry these movies well? I think I think Simon Pegg is yeah. really good. Nick Frost, I believe, is exactly what he appears to be. He's 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 <laughs> he's, the funny he's, he's Peg he's he's Pegg's buddy who just kind of like you know all right come on be in the thing. He, you know? He's the Jason Muse too. Yes, he to, is the Jason Muse to Simon. But he's Pegg. much better than Jason Muse. Yeah. Acting wise, well, he 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 works perfectly as the character. Probably you know good chance because the character was kind of crafted for him probably. But I mean you know relatively famously this their relationship is based on their real life relationship yeah. or, or what it was when they were you yeah, know they're, they're mates the you yeah. know they're buds i saw an interview with them once at one point where uh i guess one of their initial things that they connected on was one of them had made this sound and the other one knew what it was <laughs> yep. <laughs> and someone, I, I guess, if I recall correctly, it was across a car or a pub or something, and they said, Star Wars, Mouse Droid! And I guess they, they, they were friends after that. Or it was at the beginning of their friendship. Yeah, so we can totally relate to those guys. I imagine that, you know, they could come and sit on the couch and fit right in. Oh, you know, certainly. you just get that certainly. vibe that they would be like, you know, yeah, all right, let's do it. Especially so they, in the beginning so, of Paul for me. Yeah, except they would drink beer. And we, you know, we're not. I still need to see Paul. Or I, I have to see Paul as well. Yeah. Now, uh, one of the. When I first saw the movie, the the person, the two people who I recognized were um, were uh, Lucy is the girlfriend character, right? Is that her name? No, uh, no. Daphne. Daphne is the. Daphne's, Daphne's the friend. Yeah. Daphne is the actress that I recognize because Daphne was in the British version of The Office. She's the Pam of the British Office, and so I was like, "Oh, that's good that she." And of course, later went on to be in Studio Sixty, but um, you know, it's like, "Oh, okay, so that's her." And then Martin Freeman, who is the original lead guy from The Office, does a cameo here. Um, and then, of course, Martin Freeman went on to do other things, and we recognize him from. Uh, this opening scene, of course, we're seeing all the people who we see as zombies see, the later. The problem is, I just don't get it. But they're already kind of acting yeah, like the, zombies. Yeah, the, the, the joke okay. is oh, I get that it. they're oh. kind of zombies already, you see. They're that, doing a thing. It's they're a thing they're doing. This was the one that it kind of it's, it kind of stretches my ability to do it, but I'll allow it. Where it's like, yeah, okay, fine. Well, they, well okay. they're just rehearsing the uh, thriller. thriller. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, how is the kid with the soccer ball a zombie? No, he's fine. He's fine, yeah. Judgmental movie. Oh, a, he's just a setup yeah. for later. <laughs> well, he's robotically practicing his uh, his soccer. This was in the trailer. Very funny. Yep. There's a crazy man on our sidewalk screaming at us. Yeah. He's screaming at us. Or I don't just know if he's the screaming world. at us, but I, 
I doubt you can hear it on the screaming. recording, but it's kind of freaking me out. It's like it's like, it's like the beginning of a zombie movie. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's like one person on that, the street that, acting weird, and then lock the patio door. That go, guy is infected, and we're you go to bed. Next. And the next morning, it's the, then there's a 50 people on the street screaming randomly at we each can, other. We can stay in here. There's there's a stairwell. That's yeah. that's that's super totally defensible. We have a piano and a stairwell. Yeah. We can totally defend this this position. Yeah. Bottlenecks. We'll be here for for the, a while. Problem is, yeah. you can totally get in the first floor window or the second floor window. I've done it before. So I had Seth lock it, and we'll hope for the best. This little this, this little snap zoom montage that is so an Edgar Wright thing. I mean, he's he's like oh. that's a just a thing. It's in space. I, I I believe it's in Hot Fuzz. Oh, it's in Hot Fuzz time. all over the place. Um, and there, of course, Darth Maul. At yeah. last, we will have our revenge. Who's also in space? <laughs> yep. And he actually well in space he, they do a direct they reference. Do a direct he, re- yeah, they have him say his his line. The, for the, the the roommate actor whose name I don't know, but he is the voice of Darth Maul. From now that this movie. is uh, this uh, is dumb as all hell. But when I was first told that tidbit, I had it backwards in my head and I didn't understand it because I thought they got Ray Darth Park Maul. to voice over this guy. <laughs> I was like, that's not he, what he looks like at all. Yeah. You can't understand Ray Park. Why would they do that? Yeah. Yeah. Now we know that. Uh, we know that David Prowse didn't know that James Earl Jones was going to be dubbed over, uh, right? That with yeah, in the original trilogy. <laughs> did anyone tell Ray? Did Did anybody tell Ray that he was going to get dubbed over by this guy? Um, I don't know. I I, I never spoke to him about that because I figured <laughs> that was that probably question. a touchy subject. But um, uh, my impression is probably not. They right. probably th- my impression is that they shot it and they were like, he's a little too soft spoken and that's not badass enough. So they got him to come in and do it uh, in in post. It wasn't. Um, Expe- like like with David Prowse, it's kind of expected. It's like, well, there's going to have to be some kind of ADR. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. Prowse yeah. said at the time, he said, you know, he, he would ask, like, are you getting my voice? I mean, you know, you're not even putting a microphone on me. So uh, how does this work exactly? We'll dub it. We'll dub Faster, it. more intense. Yeah. Now, one of the great things about this, the, the crafting of this movie is in this little setup – there's like 18 different things going on. They've set up about four jokes that will pay off later, mm-hmm. first of all. And we're getting, you know, we're getting character stuff going on as well. So it's just, it's, it's amazing how there's, there's almost no wasted movement whatsoever. There's virtually everything, every moment is either a setup or a payoff or at least a, <laughs> at least a joke, but you it, know. But yeah, exactly. And, it, but it still feels like there's time to breathe. It doesn't yeah. feel like, like you're being thrown exposition and plot constantly. Yeah. The movie's it's it's brisk, I guess would yeah. be the word. It, yeah. it, it has a momentum for it, but it, but it's not it's not running too fast that you're 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 losing it. And also with with the little snap zoom montages and stuff like that, that that <laughs> helps to sell it because because then it just feels like a style of the film. It's like bam, 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 bam. Like the film is just coming at that's you really quickly, and that's yeah. just the way it is. Um, and you can you can pace with it, and then later you realize, oh, it's actually been throwing things at you this entire time. Bye, but bye, you didn't bye. notice, yeah. which is great. Now, here's the first of the two little Steadicam shots. Yeah. I, I loved I, – I looked through the uh, the IMDb trivia just to see. And there's a couple interesting things I'll bring up. But it's like the IMDb trivia mentions that, you know, his his walk from, like, his home to the, the general store, drugstore, and back is one unbroken take. I'm like, is that really trivia or is that something yeah. that anyone with fucking eyes can yeah. tell you? You know. <laughs> Well, IMDb does, you know, it it does point out those big long takes as a I matter guess. of course. Sure, yeah. There Jake are Mark two A's in the name Sean of the Dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it's not mm. the most ridiculous IMDb trivia of all time. Where director's trademark, music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that that's the Spielberg and then on the Spielberg yeah, he, IMDb page, director's trademark. This, now this is actually pretty spectacular. You know, in its in its small way. I mean, obviously, more elaborate shots have been done, but uh, you know, they went from outside to inside, and obviously, right. that you know, just balancing that lighting is always 
Yeah, you, know, you can you can trick. see the quick little exposure thing, but there's no like flash of it. It yeah. just that they they time it very well that it hits right on the moment that they transfer inside and it's not distracting. We just hit minute one, second four. What? Huh? We're what? a minute and four seconds in, and then it cut. Oh, it's in oh. That, in that shot. So I thought you meant of a movie. I'm yeah. like, well, that was like, does what? move fast. <laughs> I knew it's this was efficient. Like, I didn't realize so, it was Suddenly you were the BBC time service. At the tone, the time will be one minute and four seconds. Are we secretly sending messages to the French underground? <laughs> I think so. The chair is against the wall. <laughs> the Badenas will arrive on Tuesday. <laughs> Oh, I forgot what his uh, what his job was. Yeah, he works at uh, the sort of the equivalent like of Best City Buy. Best yeah. Buy, yeah. I believe there's. I, I think there was a reference. I think it was a deliberate reference. He mentions uh, ashes under the weather and won't be oh, in. Yeah. Like the Army of the Dead reference there. And they were um, on the the radio. This is a piece of useful IMDb trivia. Um, in the in the uh, the store just then, I believe it was just then. There was a background news item about some probe falling from space, uh, right, which was right. nice. Which one is that of the Night of the Living Dead <laughs> reference. That's the, Dead, yeah. yeah, that's the Night of the Living Dead setup. And again, it beautifully, you know, this just as the actual zombie movies, uh, the Z word, um, you know, it's 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 about dealing with it. It's not about why it's happening. I mean, yeah. in no way does that impact the story whatsoever. It's just it's a situation. That's all. Oh, it's and a very that, clean magic bean. It's like here's yeah. here's this magic supernatural zombies. thing. Here's the story is about how you deal with it. It's not about the magic bean. It's about how your characters react to it. Yeah, that's kind of that is essentially the definition of a magic bean, and also a, a good example of how it's like if you attempt to explain the magic bean, that's when you'll lose yeah, then it falls yeah. apart. <laughs> yeah. Then it completely falls apart. Although, although uh, twenty eight days later does all right because it's just yeah, a well, disease. It's, 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 it's still been, a magic yeah. bean, but they they spend all of you know. Two minutes explaining yeah. it, and then then you're good to go. But That's... but I mean, with zombies, it doesn't. Zombies don't make sense. They <laughs> yeah, they no. should not be able to move. They should not. I mean, uh, the the zombie survival guide, um, Max Brooks' zombie survival guide, does a very good job of justifying how zombies work. There's it's a. Uh, how does he go into it? What does he What does he say about him? Uh, basically, in the in the zombie survival guide version, you're talking about the guy who would later write World War Z, right? Well, yes. yeah. yeah, zombie yeah, survival yeah. guide was essentially the setup for for the World War Z payoff. How do his zombies work? Um, his zombies work, as I recall, I, I read it like a year, year and a half ago. Um, maybe longer. I, 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 I would have thought I'd seen this. I thought you, uh, didn't you lend it to Teague after maybe. we it might did still the be zombie here. movies last year? Oh, no, year? no, he, 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 uh, gave back. he gave it back. But, um, and Bill Nye, sorry. Yeah. The, uh, I was say, Davy Jones, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Uh, also, the first time I think I ever saw him or, or recognized him, you know, uh, like, I, I knew who that was. You know, like who's that guy? He's good. More foreshadowing with the with the trucks. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. saw him from uh, uh, Love Actually. Yes, I remember in Love true. Actually, and then this one. He was in that, which I didn't see till later. But uh... but um, uh, it's basically there. It's a it's a disease that essentially takes over the brain. Like it it's is mad cow disease or rabies. Yeah, but but you know the the but extra little bit tweet. where. Um, it kills you and then takes over your brain. You know, there's and and there's almost a uh, there there are some parasites that like mad cow and stuff like that. There are parasites that will that get into the brain of certain animals like bugs and fish and stuff like that and make mm-hmm. them behave in right. strange ways. It actually kind of t- takes over their motor functions and stuff. So this is just a slightly extended version of that. There's nothing supernatural about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's just kind of. Slightly wonky science, um, where where the the 
virus i think it's a virus the virus basically kills you and then and then reanimates your body by by essentially taking over your brain and just using it which is why it's you know you shuffle around and stuff like that because you don't have any higher functions it's right. just it's just motivating your, your well, the, the the walking dead tv show does essentially the same thing and they have a whole big scene uh i don't know if it's in the last episode of the first season but it's towards the end where they get to the cdc and uh-huh. the scientist gives them the big explanation and it's basically the same thing. It removes all the higher brain functions and leaves only the, the yeah, reptile the, part the of the brain. The reptile brain is yeah. still functioning. just makes you want to eat. So there's another bit of, uh, you know, the, the the hobo in the park. Yeah. And another and, and another bit where even as the audience member, you're like, is is that a zombie or a crazy hobo in the park? Yeah. Because <laughs> it could go either way. It's great. But, it builds right. a sense of dread. And actually, this is... Uh, in a sense, it's uh, something of a zombie movie. Uh, it's 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 referencing um, more than anything else. It's referencing the um, uh, invasion of the body snatchers, which mm, which yeah. which begins very much this way um, of just people acting weird on the street. But the city is always full of people acting weird. So do you respond to it or you just ex- ignore it and move on by? Now we, we need to. The, we should do the. We mentioned here she is. This is uh, and the actor's name is totally escaping me right now. Uh, I don't know. But this is his co-star and co-writer from Spaced, and uh, so she she's she has a cameo in this uh, in this movie. Looks much prettier here. She she lost a lot of weight since she did the show. Um, I can't uh, think of her name, but uh, you've got the internet going. But uh, yeah, she and and Peg co-wrote co-wrote Spaced and and write directed the episodes, and well worth a look. And he's still there, <laughs> <laughs> playing his video games. Yeah. Just quite. There's a there's a lot of that going on in Edgar Wright. You know, as we as we said, even in the Scott Pilgrim thing, where we weren't that happy with the movie, but we're like, he knows how to fucking shoot he's a movie. Still, he's still Edgar Wright. He hasn't yeah. stopped being Edgar there's, Wright. There's a lot of there's a lot of great work he does, um, in terms of, in terms of camera work, not just, um. Not just like oh he's using shaky cam or whatever or, you know handheld, but but in terms of exactly where he decides to place the camera and what he chooses to reveal at any given time, he's very good at revealing bits of information later. Like in the ver- in the first scene, where he's having the conversation with his girlfriend, right? And you don't know uh, you until don't know the appropriate moment in the conversation right there, yeah. that first Nick Frost is on the one side and that the uh, the two friends are on the other. Right. Uh, Jessica Hines is her name. Yes, that's her, and that's her. Um, I think that's her her married name. Her name was Jessica something else. Uh, Christy. Uh, Jessica Stevenson. Jessica Stevenson is her. Tallulah Jessica Elena Stevenson. Yes, is her full name. Tallulah. Yay. I think she was. She got married after after they did Spaced, and then she's Jessica. Now she is Jessica Hines, I believe. Zarban points out the trope only sane man, which is the only guy in a situation that's insane who notices that it's going on and a problem. And deals with it realistically. Interesting. Okay. It shows up in a lot of comedy, apparently. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's the classic straight man. Yeah. It's the here's dump a dump a normal guy into a crazy situation, and the comedy comes from how he reacts to it. Yeah. You need you need someone, you you need someone to be the proxy for the audience to explain. No, this is insane because because when you're watching when you're watching a movie, uh, you know, there's like we talk about there's the magic bean and stuff like that. So. You watch a movie, you're going to take it at face value unless one of the characters tells you not to take it at face <laughs> right, value. Yeah. No, this is not you normal. Don't know, yeah. You don't know the parameters of that universe. Yeah. So if yeah. the people within that universe uh, feel that it's normal, then that's you, a cue to you yeah. to take it as normal. One of the yeah. examples they list is in Sunshine, where Chris Evans seems to be the only one who has a kind of a big picture sense of how this is going to go down. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is acting to di- to, in different ways. Uh, at least they're not acknowledging that. 
crazy. Chris but, Evans was in Sunshine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember at one point. He oh yeah, because he, he he's the only one that actually the looks cool like he's the guy who takes the takes the dive in the coolant, which is one of the more unfortunate sequences in that movie. But okay. The great one of the amazing things about this movie is it it almost does. It almost does the same movie twice. It's like the, yeah. the, the first movie is like the normal world, and we see all these events and all these things happen, and then almost everything happens again it's, in zombie world. It's like that. It's like that old improv game. Yeah, you do a scene exactly, and, and now do it during a zombie invasion. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I love doing that game. Do the scene in a minute. Okay, now do the scene in 30 seconds. Now do it in 15 seconds. Well, that, that's a different game. That's there's, a different there's, game. There's, there's, there's the game where then it's like... Then there's the do it, do it. You, you, you do, do a scene, scene and then you do a... Uh, and now do it as a Western. Thing. Yeah, do it. I was exactly oh, going to say oh, Western. Now do it as a Western. Oh, yeah, now do yeah. it as a Lord of the Rings parody. Now do... Yeah, yeah so... So it's like we do, do, a, do, a, do a wacky relationship comedy. Good. And now do it as a zombie movie. And so every situation gets revisited. Get fucked, boy. Yeah. You want to say that. To that guy pretty early on so it's good they got that out of the way it's great um another a bit of acting advice is you should always be reacting to something before you actually vocalize it before your line says to vocalize it and simon pegg does a brilliantly funny little just like his squeezing his eyes together in rage he's like yeah. he's like i can't yeah. say this i can't say this yeah and then he does he has a he has a moment later you definitely see him reacting to it before he actually yeah. has his line he has a moment later on you know much later on so when they're at the uh when he comes back and we're back in this apartment again and he's come, we've duplicated the whole scene where he, this time he does, you know, hero's journey. He does manage to climb up the window, you know, and he's, he's now he's here to rescue them with his cricket bat and all that. There's, he has the greatest reaction of all in this movie is when he says, okay, does anyone have a car? And the, the, the prick says, uh, I don't see the point of having a car in the city. <laughs> and, and Peg just does this reaction at him like this. Jesus Christ, did you just really just fucking say that? Just it, and there's no he doesn't say anything. It's just this like double take where he's yeah, going, I hate you so much. I'm just what? You know, you're still that guy. There's a zombie apocalypse and you're still that guy. And you're still worried about being pretentious. Yeah. I don't understand cricket. Or American no football. One does. Fucking so nobody, fucking, I don't nobody yeah. No well, one. It's 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 one of the great secrets of of Britain. They don't understand cricket. It's the it's the uh, twelfth yeah. C of Britain. It, it, it I saw, is. I saw. Um, uh, I will, Anthony Bourdain. I watch his show No Reservations, and I'm catching up on it on Netflix. I haven't even started watching the the newer se- the the you know current season. But uh, there's a bit. I think it was in India. We were just talking about the the Commonwealth before this, and and you know um, British imperialism and. So, so a lot of their the countries that they used to own basically um, have a lot of their weird things like cricket and stuff like that, even though they're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was India or something like that. But then he tried to explain the rules of cricket, and he showed like a diagram of where the positions are and stuff right. like that. And about midway through, he's like, "I swear, I am not making any of this up." <laughs> and then he continued from there. My mom says like, that my wow. my dad loved loved sports and could basically sit down and watch any sport, even if he had never seen it before and figure it, figure it out in the span of a few minutes or an hour said that he had tried cricket and could never never manage <laughs> it. See, hack it football football seems pretty clear there's the ball get it over yeah. there yeah they're trying to go to that side yeah. and these guys are trying to go to that the side the thing that boggles my mind is you play cricket over the course of days right it's, it's not like right. monopoly yeah. or risk I think the first cricket match is actually still going on. They, they invented it, and they haven't quite finished it yet. I always heard that J.K. Rowling wrote Quidditch as sort of a well, satire of, of cricket. Of course. The whole the whole point of... It's like, just baffling, like, and it doesn't yeah. make much sense. Yeah, like we the said in... The Seeker is... Which was lost that, on all the people that yeah. play Quidditch in the park. Well, like we like we said when on the on the uh, the commentary, 
people talk about Quidditch. They're like, these rules don't make any sense. It's like, that's the joke. Sport, the rules of sports never make sense. <laughs> Which I've, I've recently been rereading the Harry Potter and the Methods of Rationality uh-huh. fanfic again. And I just got to the part where he's, he, somebody tells him the rules of Quidditch. And he's like, this, the seeker makes no yeah. sense. Yeah. He's like, if I can change one thing at all, I'm going to get the rid universe. of the seeker. Yeah. <laughs> that is this... This scene here is is again where they're they're almost self consciously showing off their their crafting of the script because literally everything these guys are saying, which comes across as oh, a yeah, perfectly yeah. good bloke conversation in a pub, is a foreshadowing, a setup, or something. I mean the whole Frost whole speech about how hey here's what we're gonna do tomorrow we're gonna have a bite of the king's head we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and then we'll stagger yeah, back here. Mary. He's literally saying yeah. everything that actually does happen in yeah. a in a in a in a weird way. Um, and then every, the, the, one of the things that uh, Wright was uh, particularly pointed out in his commentary is like they're talking about the guy with the snake boots there, and it says, "Yeah, he's always surrounded by women." And the next time we see him, he's being eaten by a pack of women. Um, that that's just you know all these little things that they they they're setting up. It's a, and they the, it's like the little, zombie piano man exactly the little old lady back there uh, you know that they say uh, you know oh cafe au lait you know she's gonna pop back again and of course the gun the Winchester. The literal, the gun on the mantle, right? <laughs> yes, <there. laughs> literally, Chekhov's gun is right there. Holy shit! They totally did that on purpose too. Oh yeah, yeah. I've noticed. That's that's exactly right. They even <laughs> use it as a gun on the mantle. It's perfect. It's a gun on the it mantle. It is a that gun. Is a gun on the mantle. On the mantle. It well played, Edgar Wright. What had he yeah. done prior to this stuff? Was he on space as well? Did Edgar Wright directed right, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, 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 yeah. space. Yeah. So he's been. He was doing TV and comedy stuff like that. I, I can't. I don't know if there's more films before that. Do you guys I don't know, know if he did no, a feature. I think this is his no, first. I don't think he did a feature. This yeah. is a very assured first feature. Yeah, he, no, it's amazing. He just seems to know he, exactly how to make this movie. He started very young. I mean, he he uh, he was he was. I mean, he's, he's not that old now, but uh, you know, he was. They were they were all in their twenties when they did Space, and they, if mm-hmm. you you know you got a copy of uh, the DVDs here, I know, and it's been a while since I watched them, but the uh, the uh, the whole idea of um, you know it was one of those BBC things. It's like okay. You get six episodes, and if it only costs this much, whatever, you know, just do it, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and so they really got to, like, make a thing that uh, was what they wanted to do. You know, Which, these young guys, young guys and, and, and gals, and, and just made a, made a show that was, you know, spoke to them. I wish we did more of that over here. That the, the, oh, one, boy, do the I. one show that's, <laughs> that seems to be doing that right now is Louis C.K.'s show. Because yeah. it, it seems like it's literally that. Whatever he wants to do, yeah, he just a, does. A, a AMC yeah. or whatever, basically, when we're giving you this mm-hmm. much per episode— you don't get to go over, but take it and do whatever you want with yeah. it. Now the then, uh, this here is a reference that I, I th- there's a re- I think it's a reference and I'm not getting it because it, I think they're doing a song or some kind. Yeah. Is like okay, I, that's probably a song. Yeah. I just don't know what song they're doing, but uh, I'm getting it. I'm getting that that's probably a reference. But it reminds me of uh, anyone, anyone, British people in the chat room. I don't know. The way you did that Tropes. sound though. Um, reminds me of how at one point someone asked me to sing the song 1979 by Smashing Pumpkins and they have that one weird sort of distorted vocal effect sort of separating like a comma between every little paragraph of lyrics where it's and this is just what I did when I was singing is like you know dun 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 because it has that weird little vocal thing that I have no idea what he's saying but it's integral to the song and I think the reason why people like it hey look hats sideways hats where do you go to buy the sideways hats? Because all the ones I see in the store. You stores just walk are into an online store sideways. Oh, okay. And it comes on that way. That was a wire reference for those of you who are following. <laughs> I <on>. got it. Yeah. <laughs> Brian got it because Brian's, Brian's hip and cool. Hip. Hip. Hip and cool. 
Oh, this scene rather was it's about communism. Um. <laughs> well, you see the, the physical geography. Uh, Eighty-seven of setups are going on. Eighty-seven setups are going circles. on. Living in the an- living in a shed like an animal. You go live in the is- shed. Next time I see that guy, he's dead. I mean, it's like they just. It's sometimes they're very self-consciously doing oh, it. Yeah. You know, to the point where, you know, it, it does. It does border on the verge of like it's really artificial or not artificial, but. You do get the sense that Edgar Wright is almost peering behind the curtain going, eh, eh, are you catching all of them? <laughs> yeah, did you see what I did there? Well, that, that's exactly it. It's like he, he's he's doing that for the people who go back and rewatch it yeah. to, to catch it and stuff like that because it's it's not artificial in the sense that you don't watch it and go, no one talks like that. They're obviously just right. doing a setup. and It completely – that's the way people talk. And then you see it again. You're like, wow, everything they're talking about comes to pass later yeah. in the chat pavlich points out the song trey was talking about is white lines by funk master white Flash. lines that's i knew i'd heard the okay. title of it okay but see is that something that is that a british thing because uh, no one in this room seems to know in the what chat that is. room john pavlich says racist things on a regular basis yeah. no one's answered that question <laughs> okay fair <laughs> enough john pavlich says, here's a nice nifty transition here the uh the day for night pop which is practical as i recall from the the commentary that they, yeah. Uh... That's definitely one thing I I like about uh, Edgar Wright. He likes to do things like that practical as much as possible. He doesn't. Yes, he. Is. he I, I I would I love remember to... that from Scott Pilgrim as well. Nick 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 Frost, Simon Pegg, and Edgar Wright. I think all would be totally cool to hang with. I think we should have yeah. them on down in front as soon as possible. So there you go. That was uh, again because the the apartment is a set, of course, right. and uh, and so they. You know, they did a little. Was that even a cut, or did they just? There is, flip a, the I, there is a cut. There is an artificial little crossfade there, a little dissolve, because they couldn't do it instantaneously. But uh, they, they did it as quickly as possible. I think was the. So they just the had gig. Simon Pegg hold that position. Yeah, hold that position they while they, the they reset back. the lights, and yeah. then they then they made a cut. And here we are, Here's duplicating. The, yeah. like, and now the movie starts again, and we'll, yeah. we'll do everything again. It's but, source code. But again, yeah. exactly the gag. You know, we're we're going to see the uh, the. The ball with no kid. A yeah, little. it's again, it's fantastic. And and it, now here's where you have to, you know, there's there is a that I sort of get, but I don't get fully, you know, because I just can't. That that there's a peculiar Britishness to it, you know, this idea of being so blasé about life that he literally doesn't see what he's walking through. You right. Know? Well, it's a. It's well, he's hungover. I think is the justification. But well, he's also hungover. But again, there's a whole there's a whole British thing that you know the whole pub culture. Let's yeah. go hang out at the pub. Is you know that's 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 a very British thing. It's also we the, don't the, really do that the Britishness of of just you know he walking through this whole thing just pff, neighborhood's going to hell. Yeah, really. Yeah, it's it's like, like, it doesn't affect me. Yeah. Piles of corpses over to dinner. You know, that's how it is. Here's the here's one well, of my favorite. Know. Yep. The little slip. fucking gore all over the place. He's missing it. When that happened. The theater lost their mind. Like yeah. when when he did the slip, just which is it's ballsy nuts. to put a, yeah. a delicate little physical gesture like that in towards the a, end yeah. towards yeah. the end of this long take. So it's also and it's also funny because it's starting to get scary because yeah. like yeah. they're freaking zombies are like inches away from him. Yeah, at every stage of and again because it's one take, you f- you actually feel it even more. So it's not yeah. It w- yeah. it's not just a matter of showing off. It's something that actually helps build the tension because right. as he's walking through the city. Before we saw it populated by all these people, and now we just see zombies in the distance, and they're coming closer and closer. Mm-hmm. They're walking towards him, and every moment that it doesn't cut, you feel that they're getting closer and closer, <laughs> yeah. even when you can't see them. The, the longer you can refrain from cutting, the more tension you will automatically automatically start to build in a scene. Yeah, there's a Scorsese it talked about that in the Making Taxi Driver, where where the editor would always want to cut shots, and he would say, "No, hold on, the shot." Like a shot of like there's a shot of Alka Seltzer. 
fizzing in a glass, and it just goes on forever. That one was almost two minutes. Yeah, and uh, and and the editor was like, "Why would you?" It's like because that, that makes people think about it. It's like, why are they holding on this shot? <laughs> and it makes you think about it, and you know, you get you get engaged again. That was the theory of it. Nowadays, you probably just go, eh, "What's on YouTube?" Sarban has a great trope. Uh, Sean is a. Um Slept through the apocalypse character. <laughs> okay, good. What are, other, what are other examples of that, Zarban? Let me uh, let me pull this up. Well, there's 28 Days Later and uh, Walking Dead. True, yeah, which came that. after. Yes, but uh, I would mention uh, Survivor, the Chuck Palahniuk novel, um, which was about a uh, a guy who is a member of a mass suicide cult who missed the suicide, and now he's the one who has to explain the cult to everyone. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, film. Uh, let's see, Army of Darkness. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, let's see here. I'm looking for, like, big ones. Idiocracy. Yeah, okay. Okay, uh, and, that's true. Uh, Woody Allen's Futurama, presumably. Sleeper. Yeah, sure. Futurama, that's a good point. Futurama, yeah. Futurama, he sleeps through, like, eight apocalypses. Yeah. <laughs> that's <the> guy. <laughs> and, uh, let's see. Oh, David and AI. At the end of AI. Okay, oh, sure. fair enough. Yeah, so there you go. It is a trope. Just like, and I woke up and it was all different. I mean, you know, it was Van Winkle. It's basically a, you know, It seems to uh, me that we should tell our friends about tvtropes.org on a regular basis. Hmm. That they do a great service. And for, so for a minute. Actually, actually, maybe not, because then n- no work will get done, and, and China will <laughs> yeah, take over. that's true. Because <laughs> yeah. everyone's going to spend all their time. Dude, that's when happens. China takes over, you, can we just blame TV Tropes? You go on t- you They'll go take on over TV faster. Tropes. Yeah, you go on TV Tropes, and you're like, what's, <coughs> wow, and then, you, you, then there's another one. They're like, it's similar to this one. You're like... Wait, wait, so wait, that one, yeah. wait. Oh, Fat yeah. characters are like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's Wikipedia drifts just condensed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I, if you think about it, you can make an argument that it's just film racism. Like it's just taking, it's like calling out all the stereotypes at this moment. Like every time the, the character. Well, well, racism, we're not judging them as negative necessarily. <laughs> How do you know though? How do you know? Tropes are not bad. It says it right on the main page. Yeah, yeah that's right. And the other aspect is that TV tropes, when they're when they're pointing out a trope, they will also point out aver- aversions, subversions, and deconstructions of those tropes. Now, I I, I like I'm just to jump back yeah. to the movie for a sec here. This this first of all, this great bit of physical comedy with it. Hold on, and because he gets the camera, is fantastic. But um, this I was really I'm really impressed because the movie is doing for me both things at once here. It's funny and scary because again, these guys don't quite get yeah. it. And, you know, if she bites them, it's over. Yeah. So, and then it turns into this. And yeah. now suddenly it's like, wait a moment. This is where they're, they're finally going to understand what movie they're in. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's funny because they're funny. And it's scary because they're being funny in a scary situation. Yeah, they, they're not They don't it. understand the danger. And I in. really, I, uh, I have to say, I really. That's a great shot. Yeah, it's a, it's a little uh, practical slash digital. It's a little combo of both. But the, um. I'm also really impressed by by Mary, the character, you know, something. And the, the, that's the best <laughs> joke of all. It's like, oh, <laughs> why in the camera? But um, but the uh, the title of the chapter in the DVD is There's Something About Mary, I think, is, is the character's name. But the um, – is that I, I, I'm really fascinated by her because she captures a really interesting zombie aspect, which is this sort of like sadness. You know, there's sort of like a little sort of like – pathetic you know kind of waif-like zombiness to her that's uh, you know like, like there's some it piece can't of... be good to be a zombie it can't be fun you like know? there's it's some like... piece of her in her brain still going oh shit this i'm a zombie is, this is fucked uh, but i do want to eat that guy so i guess i should it's like jim carrey now <laughs> kind of yeah just kind of going through the motions even though the the brain is actually dead you know <laughs> now what happens um it's very easy to imagine the bad version of this movie but oh, what, yeah. what would make it bad just they don't they don't they don't <laughs> set it up right. Was that they, a set? They, was that like a softball right to me? <laughs> They've made the bad version of this movie, and it's called Zombieland. Oh. Anyway, go on. 
Oh, salt. Come on, that's uh, so <laughs> salt. That was like a, such the, an easy one. Did the Zombie Land commentary ever get released? No. I, know I haven't listened to no. it. Yeah. Right. Nope, nope. We're doing it again so I can fuck that dog the way it should be. <laughs> oh, We're doing it again. Did that's we lose exactly it? right. Did <laughs> we lose that one? No, it's just no. I, I want Trey to fuck the dog the right way. We weren't. I, I didn't. I didn't. I'd only seen that movie twice, and seeing it the second time. I only and then did I realize what a really bad movie that is, and I, I didn't. He has new reasons. Properly express actually, it. I actually, I hadn't, I hadn't finished watching it, so by the end I was like, this isn't that bad. But so, what was your your point? Was uh, well, the, imagine like uh, we, we forget, did this forget on, Zombieland uh, exists as I have, and uh, go on. Well, we, we did, I forget what it was, but we were talking about. I think it was Iron Man. What if uh, Fox had made Iron Man? What's that movie like, and why right. is this better? Like to figure out, contra- compare and contrast. Well, okay, here's okay. here's the kind of thing a filmmaker does. Here's okay. the kind of thing a bad studio does. First thing you first thing you can do wrong is go the scream route, which I I, I want to make clear I I don't hate scream I think scream is actually a very good movie yeah um but what people have done since then in becoming very self conscious about because the movie itself is self conscious about what movie it is you know they're making constant references to Night of the Living Dead and stuff like that the characters are not making references mm. to zombie movies um they sort of know the way they're supposed to behave like you say they're like we got to get to a, a place that we can right. ha- hold hold up and stuff like that but they don't they don't talk about the fact that they're in a zombie movie they don't talk about the rules of a zombie movie and and try and play play their self-awareness for laughs that's right i was gonna say generally that's right they do they 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 wouldn't know the zed word if they hadn't seen zombie movies well, of I course yeah, yeah yeah but they never go into it they never do the scream bits yeah where it's right. like oh they, i see what you're fucking doing for example this. They, for example they just it's not like, hey, in zombie movies, you have to destroy the brain. They got that from the news, right? You know, so yeah. they learned that legitimately within the story. It's not like, like in zombie movies, they do this. The, yeah, ca- the characters themselves are not the ones that are kind of tapping on that fourth yeah. wall and peering at you. the The situation is, in, yeah. a, in a sense, but the characters themselves are still treating it as as a complete reality. Right. This is, a, a, and and the point you made is great. It's it's self contained in that sense. It's not. It's not like you have to, although, you know, it, it certainly helps your appreciation, but it's not like you have to really know zombies and zombie movies to track with this because everything in it is explained mm-hmm. within the movie as opposed to the Scream version where they talk about, well, you know, I, I saw Donald dead and you have to cut off their head or, you know, destroy their brain or blah, blah, blah. Okay, let's do right. that. And it's like, it, it, like, like Trey said, it's all contained and explained within the movie. Which I, I read a, I, I did script coverage uh, for a while, and I read a script that was a zombie movie that was exactly that, that mm-hmm. but not funny. It, you it, could it, do it a good straight... version of that too. Let's, well, let's this be was clear, this but... was not that. <laughs> uh, but this was this was the main character was like Sean um, in with the with the zombie knowledge, but it was explicitly like this is what happens in a zombie movies, which we are now in, so we must do this, but without. Any trace of humor or or oh, it was a serious s- movie. It was that was trying very to do very serious, <laughs> yeah. very serious. Well, Return of the Living Dead, which is made by different people than than the Night of the Living Dead, um, did that. You know, the Re- Return of the Living Dead, they were aware that they were, and they actually did try to follow the rules of zombie movies, realizing that they were in that kind of situation, and then. The problem is in Return of the Living Dead, destroying the brain does not kill the zombie. It keeps coming at you. And there's, then there's a very heated conversation about, do you mean the movie lied? Where they're pissed that they, what they learned from the movies doesn't actually work. So Return of the Living Dead is actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good zombie comedy. Zarban points out a trope that was actually inspired by this movie, which is don't use the Z word, uh, which appears uh, apparently, and I'm looking at the list of examples, apparently it happens mostly in monster movies and specifically zombie movies, but Planet Terror uses sickos, and then they mm. call them infected and 28 days later, right. which doesn't refer to 
genre savviness specifically, it just refers to not using the word that you're supposed well, to use. In Cloverfield, they never say. In, in, in this, Night of the Living yeah. Dead, never uses yeah. the no, Z word. In this, in this, it's it's clearly meant to be. Again, they're not doing a thing, but but the movie is doing a right. thing as a call out to zombie movies. Almost never actually use the word zombie. I was going to say, do they ever use it in Night of the Living Dead? No. Night of the Living Dead, they never say it. No. Ghouls is the closest. Do they use it in Dawn of the Dead. Dead? I don't think so. No, yeah. that's the where, thing. So where do we get? When did when did we start calling them zombie movies? Same reason we call them X wings because that's just what colloquially what they become called. Interesting. Well, but zombie is a, is a zombie is the a concept thing. voodoo thing. The it's, concept it's comes Haitian, from voodoo from yeah. the Bahamas or from uh, Jamaica. And there, yeah. there was that's a whole different thing. That that's a person who's been subverted. Right. Right. Uh, not an undead. But person. through there magic. Was, but, well, but, but that's where the Night of the Living Dead. Like the concept kind of starts started right. it with Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. And then it mutated into its own. Right. And there's there's a supernatural you know there, there's there's the real version of of zombies which is the person who's subverted but then they of, of course they would make those stories they mm-hmm. they would to to scare people and try and create an even bigger idea of their power it's like no they can bring back the dead and do that to mm-hmm. them you know and um yada yada so there there was a movie there was a, I think it was an Italian movie called Zombie um yeah, that, uh, Fulci uh, yeah Fulci director um and yeah. I think that was probably sort where of, that yeah. was where the word Zombie became associated with these creatures. Yeah, there was there was uh, right there was I think in the, in the commentary Wright mentions that even whether it was Frost or whoever didn't even get that he was doing a reference. Someone didn't get that reference that they just made, which is we're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, uh, they showed it to Romero. That's right, and Romero. That's right. Reference. That's right. Romero saw the movie and didn't realize that that was a reference to his own movie. We're coming to get you, Barbara. That reminds me of a rather unfair bit I saw Seth MacFarlane do with George Lucas. Where Seth MacFarlane was in, was invited to you know walk around the ranch and he got to interview Lucas and all that stuff, and MacFarlane has a great voice and he can carry a tune. And he said, "I'd like to do a thing. I'd like to, I'd just like to hum cues from the original saga and see if you know what they're from." And he would hum them, and George Lucas would be like, "Um, is that when they're doing the thing on the cloud city?" No, that's that's when they're attacking the Death Star. Uh, <laughs> and it, it was and it was you know it's unfair because you know Lucas hasn't done what we've all done, yeah. right. but still it's sort of like. I think I think that it's one like is like seeing him naked. That it's one like, is a little unfair. At the at the same time, I remember him. and maybe this was maybe this was maybe this was actually set up. <laughs> maybe this was actually set up. But I remember him um, being like what, there was the big anniversary thing, and he was on some talk show. I think I think it was John Stewart or somebody or Conan or someone. I think you're thinking was, of Attack of the Show. I no, I know what you're talking about. But but they they did like an interview thing with him, and they were asking him trivia about you know. Um, you know who was who was the je- you know the the admiral who said this and you know or who reported this to him. and he fucking knew him he knew all Lucas of the did? names Lucas did I was like nah original but, series trivia huh yeah I don't know about that but oh, but sh- the, the, and oh, the host but the Jesus host, Christ Brian the you host know, Jimmy did you know that Jimmy Page knows <laughs> and the Roddenberry to was a god yeah okay the no host, Roddenberry was is, Raven, was not a god Roddenberry no. was a douchebag we all know that but no. uh, I also I also remember a. Uh, a Conan O'Brien thing where they went through the the Skywalker Ranch, and uh, the guy the guy was um, he he sent you know one of one of his like super super fan uh, you know the employees, employees yeah um, to to go on this tour um, this guided tour of, of Skywalker, and uh, as the tour guide was was like pointing stuff out and explaining to him he was correcting him he's like no actually <laughs> this is from blah 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 and uh, you know so he would it, it was. The best part was that 
it would it would flash to the guy who who was giving the tour and like freeze frame in a big word it'd say liar you know because he was wrong about stuff but then there was a certain point there was a certain point where he he there was some correction about et or something and then it froze on the employee and went sad <laughs> i was like that's awesome i know of a guy who got the star wars trivial pursuit changed because one of the questions was wrong wow one of the answers was wrong nice yeah no, I think sad. I think I think Lucas knows exactly who Admiral Akbar is. Oh yeah, those action figures they sell. We sell about oh, five no, no, no. hundred thousand units of those but it every wasn't, year. But it wasn't they, Akbar. It was like outfit. you know Piet and and Admiral Ozil and and oh, you know deal. names like yeah. that. So, oh dear, here's Pete in the shower. And, but what I love there is that there's. He, he, they already did the thing where he closes it and Pete is standing right there. <laughs> they've already him. they've already done the red herring they, scare. They yeah. did they the did that scare. one, but but. What I love is that they didn't do that that direct scare. Like he didn't yeah. close the window and see and the zombie, zombie Pete yeah, zombie standing Pete's behind him. him. He close or mirror, not window. Um, he he closes the mirror and sees the silhouette, and that is way scarier <laughs> than if it had just yeah. been the zombie. Yet another tiny setup there. He goes, "We're going to the pub. You're welcome to join us." And he does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he comes. He shows up at the pub later. Somehow he makes his way all the way to the pub. Peg mentions that, uh, and actually, it's a little it's go. a little off in the, this scene right here. Is uh, Peg mentions that uh, you know they they once he had that white shirt with the blood spatters on it, they tried to you know keep the continuity of it. So he really only had the one shirt. It actually his shirt seems a little wrong in the in that sequence right there. But uh, he says he said he mentions that this boy had to wear that shirt a lot, and you know <laughs> we couldn't really properly clean it because then it you would be clean. So so it was like uh, yeah, he said that that shirt was pretty. Uh, Pretty pretty hard to be around by the end of the shoot, he said. I wonder what the inside of the Vader costume smelled like by the end of the shooting. Scotland. <laughs> so you know they didn't have like five of them. They must have had. They must have had two at least. But that's scary. That image of the yeah. the that's, body bag. Well, that's, that's scary, you but it's it. also like a Disneyland ride. It like is a little it really electronic. Is. That it, you, it's really that simple. You oh, there's only two actuators in yeah. that. It's really simple to build. The um, Actually, the remake of Dawn of the Dead, you know, uh, pretty much. Did that come first or after the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead? Same Zack here. Snyder, both were all four. You're yeah. right. Yeah. Does essentially the same scene, you know, like the drive through the. Oh my God! Look at the scope of this. In this fact, is really happening. In fact, that was a that was a piece of trivia. They actually had to delay the opening of this one because they were like, people are going to get. Confused. They won't know which is which. They wanted to come. Out, they yeah. they were going to come out the same weekend, and they're like, nope, nope. we're not going to allow that. Uh-uh. Although that would have been awesome as, for a film goer. Yeah. Want to see Dawn of the Dead and Shaun of the Dead? Fuck yes, <laughs> yes I do. I and, want to do that right and now. And wouldn't that be great? That actually would be. That's an awesome double feature. It would work, yeah. Now something. Darkman just mentioned Disneyland, and I had zombies in my head, and then I got queued off on a whole other thing. There's a way better movie called Zombieland, where it's like a Jurassic Park kind of thing, where it's literally Ooh, Zombieland. That's yeah. interesting. That's an interesting idea. And you just follow the Jurassic Park structure. It's kind of brought out. Actually, there's elements of that in the the fourth uh, Romero zombie, the uh, Land, Land of the, of the Dead. Dead. Well, the oh. Land of the Dead has you know the idea that they're that people are accustomed to zombies, and there's a place where you go and you watch you know you get your picture taken next to a zombie. Oh, yeah. oh he's almost in fighting fact, me. In Ooh. fact, these two play the play yeah, and, they, and that's the, that's that. the in joke is these guys are the photo op zombies in that in that movie. Actually, well, it's not these two. Huh. It's it's Peg and Ed Edgar Wright. Oh, okay. Um, even Nick Frost as a zombie would be too recognizable. I think yeah. like hey, that's Nick Frost as a zombie. Well, uh, also because you actually see him as a zombie in this. In this movie, True, the yeah. other two you don't. So, but uh, but yeah, that sort of it goes into that idea that uh, and other things have done it too. Um, Land of the Dead does that more than than anything else that I can think of is is that, that zombies 
and it's hinted at the end of this movie, zombies become entertainment. It just becomes part of the world. Is you know, oh, let's tease them. Let's you know, let's put them to work. Let's let's do that. So this movie and and why wouldn't you? If you yeah. can't get if, if, can't it, beat if them, it becomes yeah. a new reality, then you just adjust and you adapt and you make the best yeah. of it. Although although to be fair, in Land of the Dead. You know the the reason it's called that is they took over most of the world. Yeah. We we there's a gated community of humans now. Based yeah. essentially is what's going on, and and the zombies have run the rest of it. On the subject of zombie makeup, um, my sister recently, um, I think it was around Christmas. It would have been before after last time we did zombie movies. Uh, said I'm going on a zombie walk, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, my sister will <laughs> really cool because she's in like Memphis. You know, there's zombie walks all the time in Chicago, San Francisco, LA, New York, but like Memphis, all right, fucking awesome. And I was going back home the following week, uh, so I surprised her. Uh, I was going home for her graduation actually, uh, so she didn't even know I was coming. And I came with um, break. Uh, one of my friends here is Megan Mayhem, who's a staple in the zombie walk community and uh, other communities, we'll say. Uh, and the I phrase said, zombie walk community and I, cracks me up. That's a thing, yeah. And, the, uh, and, I, and I said, all right, I want to do a badass zombie makeup for Taryn. Uh, what do I need? And she took me to Halloween Town, which is a local Halloween store that's owned by Rob Zombie down the, down the street from us. Uh, and she's like, all right, you're going to need some of this liquid latex stuff. You're going to want to get a Ben Nye, a bruise wheel. Uh, you're def- uh, here's a lot of fake blood. A lot of fake blood. Put that on last because it's going to drip. And she gave me this whole thing. And she came back home to the, uh, to the house with me. And I just turned the flip cam on me and said, all right, Taryn, watch this. And I had her just do zombie makeup on me for an hour narrating doing like a tutorial as she's doing it so i go back home taryn doesn't know i'm coming i show up and i say by the way and i open it up and i have all this like hollywood quality makeup in a kit just mm-hmm. like here's a bunch of liquid latex skin and then you have all this stuff and i just gave it to her and I, I she she was freaking out and i got pictures back from her zombie walk which happened after i, I left uh and she looked absolutely amazing she looked totally perfect and it's just the coolest thing ever that my little sister who i taught everything to she if she does anything <laughs> cool it's my fault it's weird how the AI develops, where it's like you teach them all your stuff, and they go off and have their own opinions and come back to you with good music and stuff like that. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, ah, you learned. This is amazing. And she went off and got cool and started doing zombie walks. Was it was it one of you that was telling the story of uh, being at a zombie walk and being like, I know it's that was, that was that me at Comic-Con. Yeah. Comic-Con, I was, okay. uh, I, was, I was standing on the sidewalk at Comic-Con uh, by all the restaurants and talking to, talking to John Hudgens, as I recall. And, and he goes, oh, look, and, and up the street, a really, a really, the largest zombie walk I've seen in the wild. Uh, was coming up the street at us, and it was like, "Wow, that's awesome!" And and again, my lizard brain was like, "Run!" <laughs> and it's like, "It's, it's Comic Con. It's a fucking zombie walk." I mean, come on, prove it. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's or, the one that'll get you <laughs> exactly. Or how about you be the one who goes? You know what? I I just ran when the zombies yeah. came, and uh, that's why I'm here to tell the story. Everyone else zombie- was just like, "Hey, it's Comic Con. Why don't they do that?" For zombie walks, there should be like the people that, oh, I love the idea of it, but I don't want to get it. There should be people running. There should be people running. They should just, all right, you five, you're the runners. It's real. They're not kidding. Every time we're coming, every time we're close to a corner, you guys get to the front of the group and go, ah, and run around the corner and sprint. And then meet up again a quarter mile later and just keep doing that over and over again. Just like, I have a feeling that Fire Marshal would probably have something to say about that. That's true. Yeah. You can't scream zombie in a crowded building. <laughs> no, yeah. you can't. That would, yeah, suddenly there's a real panic. <laughs> First and... Amendment rights do not extend to <laughs> yeah. screaming zombie in a and crowded building. You know, then the National Guard activates the protocol they have. They come up, they <laughs> shoot all the zombies in the head. It's not, it's not a good scenario. Oh, there goes Slordy Bartfest. There he goes. I uh, told you his name wasn't important. But, uh, yeah, so it's this uh, weird combo of you know, jokes and horror going on. But uh, you know, the hero's journey. Sean is rising to the occasion. Zarban points out that uh, Slardy Bartfast here is a classic trope zombie infectee. The person who's bitten in the beginning and you're just sort of written on the wall that they're dying, they're dying. They're, you're oh, waiting for oh, it. There it is. Yeah. 
which happens the, in uh, the list of uh, examples is every zombie movie ever. So there yeah, we go. pretty much. Yeah. There's well, except for Twenty Eight Days Later, where they they all they all turn pretty quickly. They just kill them. Yeah, they her. turn fast. Yeah. yeah, they turn fast. Which but is it, almost it's, worse. It's putting a, it's putting the bomb under Whoa. the table concept literally into <laughs> yeah. a person. That was a really close. That one. was a really close one. They they talk about again. They talk about you know again. This is a low budget movie, and and they they didn't want to wreck this Jaguar, and they were like shooting these scenes. They had a stunt driver doing it, but they're like, okay. Ooh. as they would say, <laughs> Jaguar, 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 yes, Jaguar, or Jag. Now I think. I think the history of this uh, production of this movie is again working title is is a British company although they they do films they have an office here and they do films here. Um, I know they're British, but they make movies. Yeah, they also they actually do. They don't um, let the being British get in the way of making movies. They don't at all. And it, my point is that, uh, <laughs> that this is a British movie that just kind of like you know they might like this in America. I think it's you know it's I think it was a bigger hit in Britain, but of course a big hit in Britain is a different scale than a big hit in America just because of the population size. But but uh, you know it became like a. It's it's one of those things. It's like they say about Attack the Block, where Attack the Block isn't really getting much of a release out here because it's just too British, as the distributors think. You know, it's well, like, they were thinking about remaking it just because <laughs> a lot of the Americans that they tested it on couldn't understand their stupid Cockney accents. Which yeah. I'm like, go to hell, Cockney. But if you can't yeah, understand, yeah. isn't it Cockney? No. I don't think it's Cockney. No, no. In it's... any case, they couldn't understand the very urban British accents, whatever they were. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, fuck you. You can understand them. Go to hell. Stop it. Yeah. I'm they, sorry they're not Dick Van Dyke. Release it with subtitles. It's like, uh, or as, you know, this the original, uh, you know, Mad Max was was released in America with, you know, dubbed into English because it was in, <laughs> of course, Australian, which... Did they know, really do that? Yes, they did. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it was ridiculous. dubbed from the original in, incomprehensible Australian for, in, dubbed into American for its American... Listen, movie. friends. Schwarzenegger was a huge star for, like, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. You can fucking deal with Southern London. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've been in a Scottish cab before. <laughs> what? It is true. We were watching uh, the Craig Ferguson clip the other day where he and uh, Ian McGregor, uh, Ian McGregor, yeah. Ewan, Ewan McGregor, yo, they started like getting all yeah. Scott. They got their Scott on, and it was like, wait, wait, boys, you are on American talk show. <laughs> Give us some help here. What? Are you, what the hell are you saying? It's like they're talking about you, Trey. It's like it's like when you're around the Chinese. <laughs> exactly. That's right. They, I, I know it. Think those guys are laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, the, the thing about working title is, you know, I think the 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 American, you know, semi success. They released it here, and it did okay. It wasn't a huge blockbuster, but it was, you know, a small but but fierce uh, community liked it. Um, it was just got a little bonus, like, oh, yeah, let's, let's try this in America. But I don't think that was, you know, it wasn't the wasn't the goal of it. It's it's more of a it's a, it's a British film. It's meant to be a British their version film. of foreign distribution. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Us, we are foreign distribution for this movie. I th- and I think, as unfortunate as as it is, that's essentially the way they think of it. If they make a movie, they're like, "That's not. They, this is an indie movie. No matter what we do, this is an indie movie in America. We've just got to expect it to do indie numbers yeah. because you know there's no way we we just it's not going to be a Pirates of the Caribbean. It, yeah, it it should have been. It really should have been. Well, they, they just don't have the economy of scale to to support that. They don't right. have Paramount or Sony. Well, Universal. No, they, they have Universal. Universal. They released the Universal. Where does District Nine go in this conversation? District well, Nine was well. District Nine was had Peter Jackson yeah. behind it. D- District Nine had Peter Jackson, and District Nine was District Nine wasn't a movie that they that 
you know, South Africans got together and pulled themselves up by their bootstraps and made. Yeah. District 9 was a movie b- that was funded and produced, I think, by Universal as well. Um, and it was it was an American movie. Despite being produced by a New Zealander and, and shot, shot in, South Africa. A, in, yeah. in South Africa, it was an American but movie. But it did, it did have – it did – do what Sean didn't quite do, which is it really caught on. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, District Nine became a must see movie in the way that Sean Sean the Dead didn't, which is unfortunate because I wish that had happened in they, America for Sean the, the Dead. What was the promotion like? I don't think they promoted this very heavily. The only reason a lot of people knew about Sean of the Dead was because you know, Ain't It Cool News had such a huge yeah. They it. they were big uh, big proponents of it, which it's not like that's a rare thing for them to do with indie <laughs> movies, but in this case, it was actually warranted. <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, this is my girlfriend. Hello. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh, yeah, good nice car one. hits. You nice can do one. good kid, car hits and bad car hits. Now we're coming again. The, the the way this movie so economically deals with so many different threads and different agendas that it's got. You know, we're we're being a parody and we're doing references and we're trying to be an action horror adventure comedy and we're trying to keep the characters. But you moving. still have to like the characters. You know, it's like this this scene. This scene is like. It's really like you can go in and you know, look at the Edgar Edgar Wright Venn diagram of yeah. you know everything that's all the threads are in this scene. You know, it's like there's there's action and comedy and character and, all happening at the same time. And I think, but but I think ultimately the most important thing is is what we just said is the characters. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you've got <laughs> if you've got characters that that entertain you and you're able to maintain them consistently, they feel like real people, they feel like characters, then you could they, you could change genres every other scene and people yeah. would probably still be happy to track with it. And I think that was the problem that we had with Scott Pilgrim, which is, you know, it's it's made just as well, but I don't like any of the characters. Yeah. I don't, and I don't really understand you know. what those characters want yeah. or, or what what they're happy about in their lives or what they're yeah. not happy about or what they're trying to change about their lives. Exactly. Or what they would like so, to change. Whereas in this film, all of that is very clear yeah. for pretty much every character, yeah. even, the, even the minor ones. Like right here. Yeah. yeah. This, is, this is an amazing scene. That right in the middle of it, this is like, you know, this scene heartfelt, lot. dramatic scene. Yeah. And there's more of them to come, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's just, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I, as a filmmaker, I always think of, you know, when you're on the set doing it, there's a moment where you go, oh, God, I hope this works. Yeah. Because otherwise it's going to be such a piece of shit. You know, it's like we're driving the car really fast and he's been bitten in the neck and he has mm-hmm. to play a scene about how I always tried to be your father. And it's like, you know, it's like, okay, folks, we just got to we got to take this seriously. Yeah. And we got to do this right. If we wink at this, it's over. Because well, that's, it, what, that's what we yeah. talked about before is where the, you know, the actor can't play anything other than that moment. Yeah. The, the actor can't play the comedy or the, the, the fourth wall breaking or or – any of the larger ideas that the filmmakers should be thinking about, they can only play what they are feeling and what they're doing in that specific moment. Um, the- but but that's a very and that was a very important scene because we spent all this time hating this guy, just as mm-hmm. Sean has. He he dreamed of this guy turning into a zombie so in he fact, could kill yeah, him. Cross was like, "Don't forget to kill him." Yeah. yeah. Um, and he wasn't a zombie when he showed up, and now he is. And we're supposed to number one be terrified because they're trapped in the car with him, but number two be like. Oh, now it's sad when he kills him. <laughs> As Zarban points out, that's a trope called mood whiplash. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. And mood whiplash is a very, very difficult thing to pull off well. Yeah. You can, when you do it well, you get something like this where you're like, you just broke my heart and I didn't yeah. see it coming. But you do it bad and it's like, yeah. you, and you're like, what is happening? What this is, movie? What, what and, the fuck and do here you think you up, are? Here coming up is one of my favorite, my favorite jokes in the whole movie is the, uh, there's, no, there's nothing, there's nothing left of, uh, 
you know, of that man you loved anymore, and then the payoff of the him. I, I, wonder, how the, <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder how the subtitles are going to handle this. Um, it's like there's nothing left of uh, nothing left of him, and then he shuts off the music that he can't stand, <laughs> and then he's happier. Like, oh, and then he, then he shuts off. Is what it says. <laughs> it's just brilliant, brilliant. And then bye bye, Philip, and he's out of the movie. Oh, here comes the okay. Oh, oh this this, Here's which the, might be my favorite moment. Why is that? Just. I don't know. It, it actually, I mean, paradoxically, I think it's the it's the clearest, you know, tapping on the fourth wall uh, moments of of the whole thing. Ooh, Ooh. pizza has just walked <laughs> hey. in. Well, then that's gonna. We'll just stop here. I think yeah, we're, we're, just, we're, say. So, we're gonna we're gonna eat that pizza so how, like they're eating that guy. Yeah. <laughs> so how? Uh, why do you think it's breaking the fourth wall? Other than it's it's, well, cause it's, it's a it, moment if you if you know who you're looking at you kind of go oh that's that guy and the girl and the thing but well uh, I think yeah I think the comparison between the fact that it's a one to one ratio in terms of characters <laughs> here's the, here's Sean here's her and then you know every character is duplicated but it's just in the sense it's the clearest moment I think in the whole thing where you go here's here's this version of the story and over here in this corner that we're not going to spend any time in is the straight corner of of the story <laughs> right. The corner that knows what they're doing and yeah. is probably going to make it. Sartman points out, this is funny. I had never heard of this one. Uh, there's a trope called The Similar Squad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's a trope? What other examples would there be of that, Sartman? Pull it up. Take a look. No, I but, but, you know, again, they're not, they're not indicating right. in any sense that oh, this they is the understand only film example. that's what's going on. <laughs> a bunch of literature, a bunch of comic books, but one film. The gang in Tron of the Dead meets a mirror image group of survivors. Mostly played by similarly typecast <laughs> comic actors as they have for the Winchester. So it's a trope. It's only happened once, though? No, it's happened in a lot of stuff, just only in one film. Okay. It's like a bunch of literature examples and manga examples. But the girl gotta, <laughs> All right. Manga. Well, yeah. good luck. Yay. Uh, but, and yet at the same time, part, again, almost part of the gag is they're, they're not really quite appreciating the situation either. It's like they're in this survival situation, and then they meet each other, and then they get into their weird small talk relationship that right. they're always in again even though they're still in the middle of the apocalypse yeah. I, I, her read there of like uh, here's my plan we're gonna go to the Winchester and her like well good luck <laughs> you know, that's sort of like exactly. yeah, you're doomed they, they, here's a joke they actually, they actually reprise this joke in, in Hot, Hot Fuzz, Fuzz for yeah. Christ's yeah. sake they become so referential that the, you know, the universe almost implodes on itself <laughs> See, why did it have to be Kevin Smith who made a bunch of movies on the same universe? Why couldn't it just be these guys? Just every two years, we put out another movie we made for like $4 million where it's just all the same people doing new stuff in the same place in different genres. Because then you'd have to explain in Hot Fuzz why there was a zombie apocalypse. That's true. Go on. Yeah. Articulate your problem. That sounds right. awesome. Fair enough. No, no. I, I, I you know, Two magic beans. I mean, Tarantino has been argued to be doing that. Oh, whatever. I mean, they've yeah. got, they've, you know, Kevin Smith did Dogma, which is clearly like it kind of its own things. Although Dogma is the only openly fantasy one. Openly supernatural yeah, one. Yeah. So I guess that's fair. I, I mean, Clerks and, and Mallrats and Chasing Amy can conceivably all take place in the same world. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to. They have inner. Not well, only interchanging characters. But in the but same world as Dogma. But yeah. in terms of talking about the magic bean, right. if you take all of those movies as you know one entity, yeah. technically the only magic bean is the fact that God and yeah. the angels exist. If Clerks were a zombie movie, th- yeah. that would be harder Ooh, to explain <laughs> in, in Mallrats. Well, Mallrats would probably have been a better movie <laughs> if, they, if they were hiding It would have been a reason for them to <laughs> stick in the fucking That's why they're in the mall. They just stand at the top of this mountain and start rolling the ball, and everyone else carries it to the bottom. Mallrat zombies. It's nice that uh, Dennis Murin did his cameo for them, though. I thought that was nice. 
Because normally he doesn't act. It's nice that he showed up for Isn't this. Isn't that, uh, what's his face from the original <laughs> Hoose line, Colin Mockery? No. <laughs> no, it's not. It sure looks like, like him. him. No, that's rubbish. No, that's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Colin Mockery isn't British. He's not? No. Well, he could have Canadian. been there. Well, he was there I'm for sure. the same thing. So. I'm sure he could do a passable British accent. Yeah, as a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Oh. <laughs> It'd be like this. It'd be like, you see, uh... You see. <laughs> right then, can I just have a bit of your brains then? Yeah. Just just, a, just, just a little just, just a, a little bit. Just a This nip. is my favorite joke in the entire <laughs> in the entire. It's just a brilliant. It's it's holding back uh, the moment we're talking about is when he he climbs up the little uh little toddler's uh slide yeah. to look over at the horizon to see if there are any zombies. <laughs> and then and they go, "Oh, well, are there any zombies?" Or, or is it is, Co- is, is it close clear? No. Nope. Nope. How many zombies are there? Lots. Lots. And then we do a big crane up. Yeah. To but show it's the, the fact that the, the shot is on just his feet. Right. And we, yeah. His feet climb in a frame. It just holds there for a yeah. second. And then it comes, he comes back, back down, down and just his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's, one of those, it's, it's one of the best examples of a moment where by not showing something, you're, you're doing so much more by not showing it than by showing it. Right. Well, it, you're, you're like, because they could go up with him, yeah. right, and see it. But you don't get the same impact as getting it from his reaction. So we, yeah. we're seeing it essentially from the point of view of the other characters who can only see him going up and coming back down. So here's the actual little payoff of her being, you know, a drama coach and all that, you know, an acting, an actress. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like, okay, we're going to do. And the setup, you know, again, a very, very Edgar Wrighty, you know, setup. Well, we're not going to get anywhere by moaning. Idea, light bulb. <laughs> very cute. She is so funny, though. She is. What's her name? She's good. Uh, I forget. Lucy. Lu- well, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, in Studio 60, your I name know, is Lucy. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, she's, she's, uh, I know. I just want to get her and Martin Freeman. Her and Mar- she and Martin Freeman are the, the Pam and Dave or whatever equivalent. In, in ours, it's Jim. Pam, Pam and Jim. Oh, shit. Her name is actually Lucy. <laughs> yeah. Her name really is Lucy. Lucy Davis? Lucy Davis. Davis, yeah. Um, she she, she and Martin Freeman are the Pam and Jim of the original British office. Trey apparently knew all along. Shyamalan! Shyamalan. <laughs> I love um, Nick Frost says, you know, I only do it on the day, which is a joke I never got until I actually worked in the industry yeah, and yeah. learned that on the day. Well, that's is, a, it's, is that's, I think line. that was the one. I think we missed it. But that's that's one of the things in the subtitles. I think is I'll do it on the night. Um, uh-huh. I'll, and he says, I'll do it tonight. Or is it what the subtitle uh-huh. said or something like is that? It tonight, which, is it on the night? Because I thought it was I'll, on the day. Is I'll do it on the night is what he says, I believe. <laughs> But, but same, same it's thing. the same idea. Yeah. Same, same idea. Same is a, I don't. I don't. I don't do it in rehearsal. I just yeah, do it when I right, do it it's time right. to I do it. perform. I do it when it's time. I save myself. I'll do it on the night. There are a lot of examples of the pretend you're dead trope. Oh yeah, including uh, in Serenity. True. Yeah. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, Reavers are zombies. Trying to pass as uh, no, they're not. No, Shut no, up! No, no, I will no. meet you on the internet for contests. There are seventy-five <laughs> reasons why they're not zombies, and let me articulate them for you. First of all, their skins are impenetrable to lightsabers. Yeah. Number two, so. nah. <laughs> Three, you suck. And four, uh, face. C number one. E, huh? What? Hello. Hello. <laughs> so this, they this, pulled this off better than the Walking Dead. Too much. The Walking Dead tried to pull this off by going, it's, it's their sense of smell. We have to smell like them, which led to an extremely contrived sequence in The Walking Dead. Yeah, this, that, uh, and, and, but I was actually just about to say, it, it is interesting questioning what the rules are it's like could they smell that that these are humans because they don't they don't attack each other yeah why is that is it just because they they all are behaving like zombies or why is that which in this in the movie clearly it is because they're behaving it's a behavior like, thing yeah. whereas in the walking dead it's a smell thing and sure and um 
In the new Dawn of the Dead, it's uh, just a human thing because they let the dog go through. In the thoughtful universe of Shaun of the Dead, they can't smell what the rock is cooking. Wah, wah. There's a there's a great moment here in the outtakes. Wow. I just thought, which which is so like I, about that, didn't you? <laughs> I completely relate to this moment because again I sort of experienced it a little bit in the real life. And, and is uh, there's an outtake when he he does the Peg does the thing where he goes to distract him. He jumps up on the bin and says over here, over here, over here, and they all start heading for him. There's a great outtake if you have the full DVD where they come at him and they come uh, come and they just they they get him. They just like they come at him and and they come and a little fast like, oh, and, he, and he gets legitimately freaked out uh-huh. and he goes fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> he's like, it just got a little too real for him, and he just goes, ah! They get it called cut, but uh, the fact that he's just like, you know, I would be too. It's like, I if if I I know it's a movie, I know we're doing a movie, but there's something about a hundred zombies coming at me, yeah. that would freak me out. That'd be. I don't know where this would. It wouldn't happen in real life, and I can't imagine a, a like a scene in which it would happen. But I would love to see the scene where like. It's Jimmy's eighth birthday, and Dad knows he loves zombies, so. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jimmy, what's that? And he loses his shit and starts shooting them. <laughs> yeah. Well, is it, there's something similar to that in Fido, I believe. Actually, there's something similar to that in Zombieland, now that I think about it. Yeah, the, uh, Fido also is another you know, very satirical. Oh, yeah. oh Fido's great. Fido. Yeah, yeah. Fido's satirical great. movie about assimilation of zombies into the world. Into and, 50s society. Yeah, it's a, this very weird sort Fido of McCarthyist. Well, well it, it, in like 50s, 60s, in, you know, in, in a, a Tim Burton the, version, the idealized the sort of yeah, weird 50s, the 60s. idealized 50s world. Yeah, this is why I like it when zombie the zombie canvas gets painted with the brush from another genre because that's just awesome. Like a yeah. period zombie film is amazing. Yeah, I have, did they ever make Pride and Prejudice and Zombies into a movie? They it's are. Being made. They're working on it. Yeah. yeah. No, okay. Kira Knightley, I think is. I'm so pissed that I didn't think of yeah. that <laughs> myself. <laughs> and I think they're also they've greenlit Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Yes, they have. The first one. Although that's the the wanted. Uh, director will be directing oh, that, God. so okay. just forget that. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies what? is a that name cracked me up, but not as much as Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are undead. Yeah, it's like that's oh shit, one. that's genius. Where there, was I? The uh, um, what people were talking about. Um, Spielberg is making his Abraham Lincoln movie. I was like, and and um, what's his face? Daniel Day Lewis is playing. Lincoln. Oh, really? I was like, that sounds really cool. I would rather see both of them do Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, true. that's the movie I want. I, I, would, I thought you were going to say I would rather see them switch roles. <laughs> I want to see Ken Burns do Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Oh, oh wow. there you yeah. go. That reminds me of the Confederate States of America. No, no. I want to see. I want to see Ken Burns do World War Z. Yeah, uh, motherfucker. That's, how, that's oh, the right way to do it. That's, that's how. That's what yeah. I've been saying. Yeah. I want to see. That's how you make World War Z. Not what they're doing now. Right. That's the way to make World War Z. But they're not. What? So. Oh well. So don't worry, it'll bomb, and then we'll get a remake three years later. Yeah. Well, you know how it's pretty in your head. Enjoy that because that's all you're ever getting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Cut to later on when we go. World War Z was actually pretty good. It was. I didn't think they would pull it off. But well, we'll gonna. see. I'll be. Yeah. I'll be happy to. To. Yeah, I know. It's like I. I hope. <laughs> I'll that's be happy the case. to be wrong. Wouldn't yeah. it be great to be for that to be the case? But it's tricky. God, this guy's such an asshole. <laughs> he is. It's like it's like if Daniel Radcliffe, you know, Radcliffe was ten years older, and I was like, ah, oh, he would have played this part. He's, yeah, he would have. He's kind of doing the Daniel Radcliffe thing. Problem is, he has a point. He does. Well, that's the great thing about David is, you know, he's he's he says we should have stayed back at the flat. That's actually true. He's yeah. actually yeah. not wrong. Yeah, you know? it would have been fine. We're, we're always saying the bad guy has to have <laughs> as as legitimate a point of view as the other guy, and there's only a moral difference. Right. And yeah. to, uh, well, and to be fair, he's not the bad guy. He's just the antagonist. And again, yeah. mm-hmm. to an extent, we're following the wrong character. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, like we say, the antagonist thinks he's the hero of his own movie. David, David thinks he's the hero. Da- of his and own David, movie. David being right could be the hero 
the problem is, and and Sean the villain, <laughs> what's <laughs> yeah. going on? But Sean pro- could have got them all killed. The problem is that that um, that David has you know no spine. This is the first time he's like speaking up or whatever. But he's not. He doesn't want to do anything. He's not. He's not an active character. So you can't focus. Him well, but that's. Him. But that's a very clear parallel to Sean right. in the beginning of the film. The, the difference is that Sean grows and becomes a self-actualized character and that does David things. David gets eaten. David, David gets smaller. Not. David yeah. actually goes the other way. But uh, David also has the, you know, he has the fatal flaw, which is that you know, he's, he's the one who's in love with, with uh, the, the girl, who's again the character. <laughs> Lucy is the actress and whatever. But you know, he's in love with Sean's girlfriend, and everyone knows that, and everyone's pretending in that, you know, again, very sort of British-y kind of way, like, we'll just look the other way on that. And uh, and and that's like you know that's really what his motivation is for everything. He's still he's still trying to you know, he's he's the one who's happy to go. No, Sean's dead. He's gone. It's over. Sean's gone. And then oh, you're back. Good. good that's great. Good for you. When I want to start a slow burn on Brian's crazy, I just sort of <laughs> like very surreptitiously uh-huh. rotate the sock on my microphone so it's not parallel with the mic. I noticed. And just and just let it sit there, and he will start twitching and freak the fuck out. And look at Trey's. That one's real bad. Oh, mine's a, mine's I know, a mess, I know. isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Trey's been bugging me all day. Look, wow. <laughs> look, at, look at my microphone, would oh, you? Dear. This is like some kind of weird fetish site. Whoa, such, look at my I'm, microphone. I mean, it's such a It's state. so askew. <laughs> Mm. I hope it doesn't get any more twisted. <laughs> People I would sh- pay good money to subscribe to that I website. Sure hope, sure hope someone comes along to straighten out my microphone for me. <laughs> you guys, just imagine Scarlett Johansson twisting the microphone. Scarlett oh. Johansson has just given the internet the greatest photoshoppable picture of all time. Because Why did she do that? What she was, was hacked. Why? She, did, she didn't do it. She was hacked. Don't yeah. take pictures with your phone. <laughs> it, don't take pictures with your phone that you're not willing for the whole world to see because that's how it works the, This in this day and age. It is. You, you would think she does. But first, two things about – okay, this totally dating the, the commentary. Two things. First of all, she has a great photographic eye. I mean compared to Miley Cyrus's porn that pictures. That was actually – That's yeah, actually a beautifully yeah. composed picture. And yeah. the other thing is the great Photoshop opportunity because the face and the reflection are totally separate. Right. So you can right. put in any face there and, and make right. the picture work. And, and there must be 500 examples of that online already. There are pictures of Trey on the forum. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just saying. <laughs> that actually would work. Yeah, that would be fine. Just to make your hair long and blonde, and yeah, totally work. It would be fantastic. So I think darkening hers well. would be easier, probably, yeah, in, probably the, so. in the reverse. But it's, it's just really just her face. You can't see it. Again, you just put a big, giant moon face in the corner of the shot, and that's it. Your Photoshop work is done. So we're coming up on – I was talking to, I think, Brian, Brian and I were coming over earlier today, and I, and I, just, uh, I just started going, don't. Stop me now. We both started to laugh. Uh, <laughs> because it's coming up what I think is the most audacious scene in the movie, which is like, it's one of those things that's like, okay, we're really committing to this. And this is where, this is either going to work yeah, great or it's going to be the biggest, stupidest thing in the whole movie. That's one of those moments where you go, this is the movie we are making. It is <laughs> yeah. definitively this movie. Yeah. That movie is going to work or it's not. And it is. I mean, I, when I first saw the scene, I was like, "This is that was the scene." And we're talking about the the where the Queen song starts to play. For those who, who don't know where I'm going with this, but uh, the where I literally was like, I was enjoying the movie the first time watching it. I was enjoying the movie already and loving it and having a great time. But this is when it really transcended into, "Oh my God, these people are insane!" <laughs> this movie they're making, and I, you know, I can't believe that they're doing this, and I really can't believe they're getting away with it. That it's actually working. What are you referring to? I'm referring to the Queen song. When they're, when they're bashing up. away at the bartender with the pool And they cues. kill the bartender oh, to the tune of a Queen song. They beat him to death to the tune of Don't, to, to <laughs> don't, don't Stop Me stop. Now. Yeah. 
Which, by the and way, it goes on forever, and then they take it to the next level with David simultaneously throwing the switches. So it's like a zombie disco outside with flashing lights. <laughs> I mean, they go the whole nine yards with the joke, and by God, it freaking works. And I'm sure there are people. There are probably people for whom it doesn't work. Where they go, this is just ridiculous. This yeah. is so stupid. I, I'm sure for plenty of people, and you know, fairly justifiably for whatever, um, where that breaks your your suspension of disbelief. You go, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. that's a little hokey. That's a little goofy. Like I said, and I, I could see that, but it's a it's a you know, it's, it's a, a risk. It's phase. a huge risk. Like okay. Yeah. To go this far with it, you know? right? Are we going to go this far with the zany in this movie? And it's uh, you know, it's a calculated risk. And I, you know, I, if it was me, and I, as I, I think they probably did, you're like, do we? Are we going there? Are yeah. we really? Do we really want to do this? On the subject of British entertainment and the song "Don't Stop Me Now," "Don't Stop Me Now" was voted number one as the best driving song on Top Gear when it's clearly "Radar Love" by Golden Era. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> no, something was wrong in the no. count. "Don't Stop Me Now" is better as a driving song. Oh yeah. I like uh, I can't stand I actually like I actually I actually like crazy little thing called love as, as a, a driving, driving song I like I go seven seas of rise kind of like cruising yeah for driving fast though I would go I like bicycle the... girls for for a driving song are you thinking of fat bottom girls fat, no, fat no, bottom girls or bicycle <laughs> yeah, uh, there's fat, bicycle sorry, sorry. yeah bicycle girls with fat bottoms is a, yeah that's a, well, this is a website for that but uh, <laughs> a different thing so here we go where they do adjust their microphone talks here we go we're building up to it oh yeah and again the idea of these very impractical weapons <laughs> it's like these really aren't gonna you know it's gonna take a while to kill a person you know and then they just they make a dance number out of this freaking thing <laughs> and again we're not getting the full effect because we're not uh but it, know, we're not listening to the, to the soundtrack i mean the part of it to me that was hysterical was how completely useless what they're doing yeah. is. It, it <laughs> well, the fact that they're not even aiming for his head which they yeah. they have to yeah. do because he can't actually aim for the guy's head repeatedly in that way but I whack, mean, whack. You know you have to kill him by with the head by damaging the head. You're it, clearly it, going for his it body. Makes, it makes now. sense. I mean, it makes sense to think that you know that uh, you know even even not knowing the zombie rules. Right. <laughs> it's like, well, I yeah. think if you go for the head, that'll kill a person too. <laughs> exactly. Zombie yeah. or no, that that'll it's usually like, do, if be I a separate good place the part that can see me from the part that can grab me. That would probably have a positive. It's going to slow him down. Yeah. It's yeah. to some degree, at the very least. Can you imagine how bummed out a zombie paraplegic would be. Just sitting well, there they, going, I want that. Well, you see, you actually, I mean, you see that a lot in in, in, the, Walking in, in the Walking Dead and, and yeah. zombie stuff where it is, you know, just these fucked up zombies who are like, I want it. <laughs> yeah. ah, Could you bring that over? Yeah, or, or somebody that got eaten, but, you know, only their legs or their right. the bottom half got eaten. That's but like they still me zombified. four days into a Doctor Who marathon. I just, I can't move the remote. I just stare at the TV and wish for more. <laughs> <laughs> really? So you're saying watching Doctor Who is like being a zombie paraplegic? It's almost exactly <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, there we go. Oh, the dart that to the head. Amazing. I in the head. Been, I have been darted before, by the way. You've had a dart in your skin. I had a dart in my chest. Mm. It came out. Shit. <laughs> I got better. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I just left it in. The, the, the doctor. Oh, the I've doc- always wondered what that was. <laughs> yeah, that is. under your shirt. Doc- oh, it's a dart. <laughs> the doctor said I could leave it out or or just have it in. You know, it's yeah. I opted to. That's why have putting it on shirts always hurt. <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to put on a sweater with a dart in your chest. With a little touch of it, dogs. Ugh. Yeah, a little spurt of blood, yeah. even like yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole thing about dogs can't look up. I always thought it was a great touch. It's just one yeah. of those great little moments of, you know, they don't explain it, but it's 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 a great little detail that just shows that there's a history with these characters. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's an argument they've had. You you get the gist that they, there's been and this we've all, we've ridiculous all had that argument. argument. Yeah. We've all had that exact argument. My <laughs> friend had the, in college, 
it had that that piece of trivia that uh, uh, Mr. Ed was actually a zebra because oh yeah <laughs> yeah oh god yeah because horses don't photograph whatever reason we tried yeah. to convince him for they don't even ages react to photons or yeah. ages the fact that you've seen a horse is a weird yeah chemical thing it's with like the human they, brain. they don't actually photograph in the chat room by the way John Pavlich made an excellent leaf on the wind joke after I did my dart story oh well done John good work oh I see you have dart in the chest you're a leaf on the wind thwack okay well played. I was married to Gina Torres. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now the movie's about to do one of its again another heartbreak. Yeah, one of its flip flops on you. God damn you, Shaun of the Dead. Emotional whiplash. <laughs> yes. Mood whiplash. Mood whiplash. Do do we already know that she's? We're about to find out. This is where we're going to find yeah. out. Something's wrong. But with we've her. already seen her behavior, and we, we know. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's we been know like something hinted about. that that she's a little off. But um, you know, but what's great about this is. Is what's nice about it is is she's she gets it. I mean, you know, unlike the other characters, you know, mom knows that. Okay, I think I know where this is headed, uh-huh. you know. And so, and again, we have yet another little character moment of, you know, I better you know, tell Sean's girlfriend that you know, I'm okay with her, and you know, I want you to have this, and and because uh, it's going to turn ugly pretty that's soon. A nice gooey one too. That's a, that's a nasty one. That zombie got a good bite. Dennis Muren had himself a, a meal on her arm there. Yeah. The um, uh, did you have something, Mike? No. Okay. The uh, the the trope of she's hiding a zombie bite. Ah, that kind of thing. Even though it doesn't play to that angle here, it's just I have one and then we deal with it. But that trope was not lost on Cracked, who did a really funny video. Swaim and those guys did a funny video where they. Oh uh, no! Yeah, I love where it's that like one. one of these guys is hiding a zombie bite. Oh my god! And they cock the shotgun. We only have one bullet. All right, kill him. Well, not cartridge. Cartridge. They have one cartridge. Shoot Home him. Shells. Wait, 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 wait. And then the guy kind of holds up the, the the gun and he has a bite mark too, and it's like. I actually have one too. I, yeah, me too. I all have one. And there's only one person left who's not a zombie. And they're like, "Oh, got it." <laughs> wait, wait, wait. And then it turns out that person's a vampire. And then just, yeah, I think I've seen that one. Yeah, I have seen that. That's a good one. I've been been to. Yeah. This now, this nicely avoids the idea of as soon as the characters need to be, they're crack shots that always manage the <laughs> yeah. headshot. They they can't shoot for shit. Now it, it you know it's a tactical problem. But, you know maybe it gets a very British thing. Then you know not that used to guns, but it's like you can step closer to the zombies. You know they're standing there in the window. You could walk up to them and point blank. You know score the hit. But they they sort of make the mistake of you know they, the characters do make the mistake of dropping into action movie mode of like oh, I'm blazing away with it. God damn it, I missed him. Okay, wait. Hold on. Let again, me try this again. Again, the very Britishness of, I didn't want to be a bother. I'm yes, only dying I'm, of a yeah, zombie infection. I'm so sorry. I didn't want to, didn't want to worry you. Yeah, a bit of a sticky wicket, I'm afraid, but yeah. uh, seemed to be turning into a zombie. You seem just so terribly busy. I yeah. didn't yeah, want I to be a really bother. I didn't want to trouble you, but uh, unfortunately, it seems a bit of an issue with the infection. I was bit on my stiff upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just come up and bite it right off. Keep calm and carry on. Yeah. Poor Sean, man. He loses his yeah, family. Sean, he loses yeah. his best friend. Well, he loses it, everybody. And that yeah. becomes the, he references that at the, it, later on, where he says, "I can't, uh, you know, I can't lose my mom and my stepdad and my girlfriend in the same day," which then goes right into the joke. <laughs> what makes you think I've taken you back? It's <laughs> just brilliant. It's the movie just keeps, you know, flip flop, flip flop, flip flop. Yeah, but this is you know again you're watching this movie you're like. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, damn it! What this is, scene is happening. Yeah, in this and movie? then it's going to get, and now it gets even worse. I mean, this whole and again, God, fucking, you hate David fucking, so much, and, yeah. and yet David's you right. Yeah. You can't, you can't argue with him. Though. David's absolutely right. He just David has no sense of timing. David, David yeah. David's yeah. problem. Yeah. David's points can be very 
are very accurate. He just makes them at the wrong time. He's just yeah. not, he's just not very political. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah. makes all the right points. He just can't be very persuasive about it. <laughs> I've never been able to break a bottle that way. It's hard to do. Usually, you just end up with a neck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which you could do some damage with. True. You can also <laughs> slap them in Goldeneye. <laughs> the, okay, the, fair enough. The, uh, you know, even there's even a callback to the exacerbate joke. <laughs> yeah, the exacerbate yeah. joke pays off beautifully. Yeah, and, uh, the corkscrew. That's yeah, the corkscrew is gnarly. Yeah, yeah. that. He, this for a man who's just had a dart in his head. What is it about filmmakers and wine? Dan Aykroyd and Francis Ford Coppola both have wines. No, he has a vodka. Dan Aykroyd has, has a vodka. Dan Aykroyd has, has, has crystal head vodka, yeah, which, is supposed to, which is supposed to yeah. be really delicious. That's Dan Aykroyd's actually, vodka? Yes. Yeah. I or I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's Dan Aykroyd. He it. sells it. Yeah, he's, okay. he's their that, shill. Well, yeah. I think, but I think he's at least controlling it. And, and, I'm sure he is. That's why he's... <laughs> it's supposed to be an, actually, it's supposed to be a really great vodka. Francis Coppola wine is very Not good. Not for the reasons they say. He has a whole whole vineyard, whole winery. It's filtered through diamonds, Teague. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. why it's so good. So that and, and you know, from Area Fifty One. Next to a waterfall made of Holly Hunter's tears. <laughs> <laughs> that has nothing to do with the food. This this uh, little Mexican standoff goes on quite a while. <laughs> it does. Actually. Yeah. I'm just noticing that, and it just because it becomes it's it's again it's it's ridiculous and funny, right? But the, I, I think again, part of the joke is how how long it's going on. Like we keep getting that shot. We keep getting the, the, Sean the, whip over to, to Ed, and then back to David, and then that <laughs> one again. It's like they're just having the same argument in circles, and that's kind of the game. Yeah. Which is great because all it does is it's buying time for mom to reanimate. Is all it's about, right? You know? Which is great. Which is, I think is one of the things that makes the tension work. Is because, because you one know. of the reasons the scene can go on and on. You're like, guys, guys, yeah, yeah. guys. Well, that's exactly you have, it. It's, you have that ticking clock. That's, it's yeah. it's funny, but at the same time, you're like, someone pay attention yeah, to the zombie. Right. Yeah, you want to go because I hope if someone's not to mention that we've already broken the windows uh, yeah. to the outside. Yeah. The, 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 it's only a matter of time for those guys because mo- it didn't take that long yeah. for the for Philip. The movie know? does play fast and loose with the fact that you know there are wide open windows and a street full of zombies and kind of yeah. Yeah. sometimes that threat is immediate and sometimes it seems to not be so there. Um, it's one of the few quibbles I have with you know the logic of the of the movie, and it's just more of a staging thing. I think I would I would have for me I just would have rather seen a little more barricading of windows. I think would have taken care of that issue. Yeah. And the fact that she's now a zombie, but she's not attacking them. Yeah, she was. She's you know she's she's confused. There's always that. There's always that thing with the the sympathetic person. And surely there's a trope, a zombie trope within the zombie world of the sympathetic person of. Well, maybe he's okay. Maybe, yeah. Hey, he knows. Which, of course, this movie does do that. This yeah. movie like makes Ed, you know, Ed's kind of okay as a zombie. He still wants to bite you, but mostly he just wants to just play the video games and hang out. Right. There was, and there was also, there's also that moment with with his mom where, because of her behavior, you're like, maybe she's okay. Yeah. Maybe they're gonna have to then, shoot her. But then she's not. Then she's about to attack them. And there was a nice moment there where where David crosses the line where he actually pulled the trigger <laughs> on Sean. Yeah. You know, and uh, and that's when you that's when you go okay now you know that's the anti now he that, can die that's the anti save the cat yeah is, you that's know, he, kick the dog. he crossed the line you know yeah. he he was right but he again he's he's wrong he's right but he's still wrong there we go and it's, now we're gonna lay everything out yeah yeah this that's that's when it happens right here <laughs> yeah it's like now that he's... scene in Almost Famous where they think they're all they're gonna die and they start just yeah just yeah. confessing just confessing everything, everything. I'm gay. yeah. <laughs> Plane writes itself. In the chat room, Zarbin points out that there is a trope like that, Trey. It's called uh, Soul Fragment. 
Aha, uh-huh. oh, fair enough. Which, you know, a brief, uh, slightly compassionate reference to the former existence of the person, and they're not quite as uh, aggressive. Cool. I mean, well, I mean, I mean that, that's a that's a point in in the original Dawn of the Dead. It's that's where the whole line of oh, they came to the mall because exactly. that's and, what uh, they know. And Day of the Dead, you know, with the with the bub, you know, yeah, re- gets into more of that. Okay, here's the here's the brutal. You got to have some kind of <laughs> yeah, that's stuff. Right. Suddenly somewhere. now it's this all of a sudden this this happens. Yeah, and and the movie does go way way over the top. You know, the, uh, for me, the movie goes a little too far with what happens next. Not this part where he gets eaten but uh but lucy's uh, move where she actually just walks out the door with his leg uh <laughs> using it as a weapon is uh, just a little like okay <laughs> you know, it's like we have to get her out of the movie somehow or other but uh, well, why not with some in- just insanity uh, yeah just like let's go crazy oh now the all of the zombies are like hey we can break this oh this way we can totally push this open okay oh is it the third act now yeah, okay why didn't anyone say that before well, we better we better get get moving <laughs> <laughs> there's a, there's only 10 minutes left in the movie and we don't walk very fast so, <laughs> yeah, so we, we should have a lot of people, we should get started uh, we have a lot of industry people that listen to this show so uh, listen up showrunners if you know your show is going to be canceled don't end the storylines. Just have that one last episode be like, oh, my God, zombies. And then they're holed up <laughs> in a place. Yeah. And then they all get eaten apart. And then it's like, well, what? There's no next. They died, man. Yeah. Did you do, see the zombies? Or, or, do, do, or do the, do should, the ending. Do the Sopranos they, ending where it just cuts to black. But, but show the zombies yeah, first. They should right. have totally done that with two and a half men. <laughs> I mean, you know, the title alone is like, you know, and now we're and now I guess we're one and a half men. Yeah, wah, like, wah. Now, oh, shit. Now we're two men. Now we're, sh- now we're one and a half. Now we're one and three quarters. <laughs> now we're one and one quarter. Oh, that would be a great, a great way to go out. But it, it, you're right. You should just, just lock it. It's like the zombies are here and they're locked in, you know, the mall or the pub or whatever. The end. Oh, actually, Ewing did they get out? out? Who knows? Ewing points out dinosaurs. That's how dinosaurs that ended. Is that true. is how dinosaurs that is ended. Yeah. Remember which, that lovely which, Jim which, Henson show? Dino- how, they got killed by an asteroid at the end of the did, show. No, they didn't. No, they no, didn't. No, no. They, they got they, killed by, uh, by their by own... global warming, yeah, basically. They got killed by global warming. They set off all of the volcanoes yeah. to, for some reason. I don't remember well, why. They, to try and they, prevent they, some other catastrophe from well, happening. It's, it's, a whole, it's a Rube Goldberg ecosystem collapse thing. They they tear down too many trees or something because oh, yeah. that's his job, but then that gets rid of all the mosquitoes, which does this and then uh, so on and so forth. Eventually to nuclear, creating nuclear winter. And then, uh, yeah, and then they all die. Yeah. <laughs> They're all huddled they be, in their they house. They become extinct. They're all huddled in their house waiting to die, which, yeah, you know sooner or later that has to happen to the dinosaurs, but... During the show? <laughs> yeah. That's how the show ends? You had 65 million years or more. Not, yeah. not 60. Like hundreds of millions of years. It's 65 between us and them. You had hundreds of millions of years to tell a story and You chose the end of the dinosaur's <laughs> reign? Jim Henson? <laughs> millions of little kids going, what happens next week? Yeah. Um, uh, that's it. No, I got, I got it. When I watched it, I <laughs> yeah. was like, that is the darkest thing I've ever seen I, in my life. I know I've told this story before, but when I was young, when I was a kid, my mom and I would watch that show together. and then, But that particular week and there was there's was no kind of warning or foreshadowing that was going to be the last episode no, of the show and your mom was not whatsoever yeah my mom has like some conference or meeting that she had to go to so we decided okay i'm gonna watch <laughs> oh it God. i'm gonna watch it you know when it airs but we'll tape it and then when you get home we'll watch it again together and so Aww. we did that i watched the i watched the episode <laughs> by myself in oh, our great wow. big house all by myself a little bitty brian with a little bitty beard <laughs> and then she she came home at the end of the night she was so how was how was the dinosaurs episode and i went the, they're all dead, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> they're all dead. <laughs> no, that can't be. Oh my god! But at the but you know at the same time I'm like <laughs> fucking Jim Henson, man. Balls. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Henson was already Henson was dead. He by, was dead by, then, by the Henson company. But but his you know his company has always 
you know, Labyrinth is not an easy yeah, you know, no. kids film, and neither but is Dark Crystal. Farscape is it's Farscape's right. got some yeah, yeah, hardcore stuff. They kill yeah. off characters so, all the time. Yeah, and even to fuck a chicken. E- yeah. Exactly, sure. and even yeah. the yeah, Muppets, sure. even the Muppets, <laughs> kind of get dark occasionally. So it's like yeah. they're. That's that's family entertainment. And if this, you think about it, and this life but, sucks, kids. Again, sometimes watching, you have to realize. And, that. and, and watching this movie, watching this movie is like, well, wait a minute. They just Nick Frost just got bitten. Yeah. Yeah. Ho- hold on. Where are you going, movie? It's like, damn it, movie. Are you going to make me care? Are you going to make right. me like worry about these characters? Well, it's it's you son of a bitch. It's it's that question. You the when you tell a story right, when you do suspense right, you're putting the question in the audience's mind. Mm. You're basically daring the. You're daring as the filmmaker going, you think I'm going to go there? Yeah. You really think yeah. I'm going to go there? Because <laughs> yeah. I might. Yeah. What do you think? I might do it. That's how I felt about the end of Wally too. I yeah. was like, no. uh <laughs> Yeah. No, you can see that. They might, they might have stuck to that. Yeah. The, yeah. the new Battlestar, which is, which is very flawed, but the new Battlestar was great at doing that. Great at having these moments go, hey, you know what? I might blow up the Galactica. I yeah. might. Yeah. yeah. Think I'm going to? And they certainly yeah. were that way with characters. Like, you know, oh, that, yeah. that beloved character, he's dead. Yeah. No, he's actually dead. He's not going to, like, step out of a transporter tomorrow. He, he's gone. He's yep. dead. We killed him. So so this movie is like, you know, at this point, I'm like, my God, you sons of bitches. Where are you going with this? You know, it's like, are you doing the whole thing? And and it's it's beautifully acted. I mean, you know, this is where yeah, Peg is Peg, doing wonderful work. Peg is doing it, and and also the actress. Well, I I really like the actress whose name I you know of course I don't know her name. Damn it! But yeah, yeah. Uh, she looks uh, like the one. She's, the she's really from liar liar. She, yeah, she's really really quite good. That was uh, more Maura Tierney. Tierney. That was more Tierney. She does have like a British Maura Tierney I thing going like on. Her. I didn't say yeah, she is. She her. does. She looks oh. like she's like a British <laughs> Maura Tierney. And then who Kate always, Ashfield. Kate Ashfield, who I think mostly is more works in Britain. I don't think she's done a lot of American movies, if any. But but she's she's really great, and they're just you know they're doing it here. They're doing that acting thing. It's just it's it's akin to it's it's the the equivalent moment in Galaxy Quest is when suddenly Tim Allen does that very heartfelt I'm not really a real hero and you go, Allen, are you acting there? Yeah. The mm-hmm. fuck, man? Who knew? You can do that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a great thread going on in the uh, in the uh, on the forum where uh, it's a uh, best match of character and actor. And my my yeah. first suggestion was Indiana Jones mm-hmm. or Jason Nesmith from Galaxy Quest. Yeah. No one else would have nailed that more, and he nailed it fully. I don't know. I could see other people. I in, think other people could have could have managed Quest. that. No, but, but I think like he... act, actors could have. I <laughs> suppose it's just it's a fluke that Tim Allen can too. <laughs> Carlos Mencia also would have done a really good job in Galaxy Quest. True. Well, if he True if he enough. got to see Tim Allen do it first. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whoa! Snap dip. Thank you. Good night, everybody. That joke was originally Bravo, performed sir. by Louis. <laughs> <Smith>. <laughs> And here they're, they're going to pay off, you know, pay they're off one pay last off, joke. They're going to pay off a fart joke. A fart joke, joke exactly. Yeah. The fart joke was actually, and not only that, it was like, it's, they actually, this is what the, 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 said, the crazy genius is like, they, they pay off a fart joke and they make it poignant. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they actually make a when, you know, I'll stop doing it when you stop laughing. You know? Yeah. It's like, and then they have this little, this the little, little head bob. Bro moment, which yeah. is like, God damn it. You crazy movie, you. And it's like I, I, you know, I say I say we're following the wrong characters, right? As as kind of a shorthand, but at the same time, I'm like I care more about these characters than I have in any other zombie yeah. movie that I can think of. So any other character, you go, well, they'll probably be okay. These guys yeah. are like, wow, it's it's they're wow, you're gonna kill everyone. You just really can't believe I, they've come this far. There's you know, no way these guys are going to survive. There's just no way. Yeah. And then the final joke, you know, Ed gets the final joke. Was, I love you, man. <laughs> Gay. <laughs> And you think that's the end of it, but no, it's not. 
Which I don't know how I feel about that, quite honestly. Really? Like the fact that it's not the... Well, the fact the that he's a zombie later. I'm like, that's kind of sad. But at the it's same little, time, oh, they still little, get to be friends. It's weird. Of. It's a, yeah, Obviously, yeah. it's a twisted it's very, kind of bittersweet Bittersweet. Ending. It's yeah. very bittersweet. He's like, hey, no eating me. All right, good. <laughs> We've talked about this. <laughs> yeah, Ed... <laughs> The fact that he has enough mental capacity to still play a video game, it's like... Well, he's not yeah. playing. He's kind of just banging on Right, it. But the, the gag is you enjoy. don't need a lot of it's like, have you ever capacity been, to play They, really, they really don't have arcades much anymore, but if you've ever I had... I used the, to win doing that. If yeah. you've ever had the joy of going to an arcade and watching oh, yeah. kids play the screensaver, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, Aww. yeah, it's just like, you know, the, the game is playing itself and they're like, boy, they're playing it, man. Like, oh, look, I blew up the Death Star. Yeah, you I totally did. I remember doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I, that's how I played Mortal Kombat. I tell you what, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> just whack, whack, whack. What? Mash. What? How did I do that? Yeah. Wait. And there's look, Jessica Stevenson, and uh, uh, you know, with her golf cart, with her golf club. Zarban points out that this is the uh, trope. Reality ensues, where at this moment you've been sharing with these people, they blink or look up or step outside, and all of a sudden, oh, it's a bigger thing, and they just dealt with it. Okay, cool. Uh, which is uh, another one is in the mist. The end of the mist. Great, great moment in the mist. I, I, Great subversion in the mist, where you know, in the beginning, she she plays that the, that woman is the stock character of like, oh, you've got to get out of here. Oh, she's dead. Yeah, but and then they they totally flip, and they just they like yeah, they kind of did with uh, with Jessica there. Um, I always think of that moment as the cavalry coming, which is yeah. you know sort of yeah. a similar idea. It's like you know, and then you know, gee, why couldn't you fuckers have come ten minutes ago when five other people were still alive? But you know, that's that's what the cavalry's job is to get there a little late. And this, I. I totally buy that this is exactly what would happen oh. to society. That suddenly the thoughts would start doing all oh, kinds yeah. of zombie oh, shows. Oh my god, the television the shows. The 10 year anniversary of yeah. Zombie Day. You yeah. sleep with it? You know, just oh good lord. This is we would we would totally do this. <laughs> we would so do it. As a species, we're just that messed up. Oh yeah. I mean, there's there's a channel that shows nothing but cops. You know, yeah. right now, and so actually just imagine. That's, uh, We're talking that about be. starting a TV channel that'll show nothing but Simpsons. I'll watch that yeah. one. I will watch that one. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch that's that true. One. There he is. Oh, it's good. He made it. And then ten years later, there'll be a Family Guy channel. Yeah, that's true enough. This yeah. is this is exactly. But you're right. I watched this. I'm like, yeah, that would happen. We would do that. <laughs> we do it now with regular people. Exactly. We wouldn't stop with zombies. In fact, we do crazy. I mean, just. Just imagine the things the Japanese would do on TV with zombies. This was something that uh, just wow. that little. T- I'm not being racist. Watch their game show. I think that okay. little touch there is a deleted <laughs> scene. Actually, there was a in the in the pre-zombie invasion uh, section that, that you saw that couple both on the show talking about their marriage problems. It's the same couple that then you see later. You know, it's like no. But- so it was fixed by him becoming a zombie. Yeah, basically. they actually got better. <laughs> Doctor Phil. Oh God! Please and, be the first to go. And so <laughs> there's a zombie oh, apapocalypse. And so the whole zombie apocalypse helped Sean to be a better man. Yeah. And that's this so was is, all worthwhile. Which is why you tell a story. That's about right. Yeah, exactly. that's, that's, that's the ultimate point of telling a yeah. story. Yeah. That zombies or the ninjas or the aliens are just window dressing. The ultimate yeah. point of a story is here's how here's how to be a human being. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's how this will drive this character to be a human being for good or ill because yes. sometimes it goes bad <laughs> for yes. them learning. They're like sometimes you get to the end and you're like, wow, humans suck. Titanic you know? is about a woman learning how to murder someone yeah. <laughs> and or, inventing and inventing inventing backseat sex. So you know she she pioneered that. Upsides downsides. Yeah, it comes and goes. I wouldn't put uh, the I wouldn't put the snacks over there. Yeah, no, that's yeah the remote. switch is. Yeah, bad thinking there. So he's like, "Oh, okay." It's yeah. like he really does look like a gorilla. He does. <laughs> <laughs> they do that whole opening thing where he's like, "Ooh, I'm, 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 I'm. 
Oh, and then it ends with another Queen song. Like, Shaun of the Dead my best is, friend. Uh, it's hard to do these kind of commentaries. It's hard to do comedies. It's hard to do perfect movies. It's really hard to do perfect comedy movies. Um, <laughs> but it's just great. They just get everything right. And like Galaxy Quest and Ghostbusters, you just say, epic movie, guys. Look at this. Just look at this. Tell me what you think this is. And I'm very curious to hear their answer. Oh, they're doing funny jokes. It's like that on, it, on the screen in color and sound. It's like that yeah. that old myth about the the Native Americans and the ships. It's so outside of their understanding. They can't. It's they a blank do, screen. I don't understand. They can't see, they can't yeah. see it. Brian, <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I'm, uh, this was absolutely a love fest, but I think we all knew that what that was going <laughs> to yeah. be going in. Yeah, um, but at least we were able to keep talking. That someone should. Yeah, someone should have pretended to hate it just to yeah. give something. Just to, to be the devil's advocate, but. I, I think that's I think that's exactly right. This goes on the shelf with Galaxy Quest and and Ghostbusters in the sense that, you know, this is a really, in, I think a, a lot of times comedy doesn't get the credit that it deserves. Or really good comedies like this in Galaxy Quest that that are very funny that take the the source material that they they're um, satirizing and really you know obviously know the material. At the same time, tell a really compelling and really affecting story. It's because there's no fundamental difference between a drama and a comedy. They don't go in their own separate camps and, and never touch each other. They they are both uh, expressions of the same um, same underlying desire to tell stories, I guess. I don't know if I'm making any sense. But yeah. it's... Go on. Uh, go on. I'm fascinated. A com- yeah, a story... Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I've completely lost it now. As. A story told really well has both elements of drama and comedy into it, regardless of whether it gets classified or put into a catalog of, of being a comedy or being a drama. It will, it will always have moments of, of, of both, if it's done really well. And I think Shaun of the Dead is, along with Galaxy Quest and Ghostbusters, is one of the great examples of, this is, yes, this is comedy. We are making a quote-unquote comedy movie, but we're still doing the core function of why we're telling stories in the first place, which is to tell you, here's a human being, here's how he should behave and here as a result here's a lesson on how you should behave and interact with the world and other people right yeah mike say something pithy <laughs> to offset the 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 the, 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 the <laughs> i can't i wanted to i was trying oh, to make okay. a fart sound but it didn't come out right <laughs> <laughs> you're on your way to beatboxing though that was nice yeah. stop, um, stop doing it when you stop that often. is great um it's brilliant it is there's not there's not much else to say i mean it's exactly what he said um it's, it's, it's like you say. It's not just a comedy. It's a movie. It's telling a story. It's yeah. not just trying to stuff as many gross out or fart jokes or whatever. I mean, it's, it's not, not a disaster movie. Jokes. It's not epic. Movie. Yeah, it's yeah. it's actually trying to tell a story. It's got a point to exist. It's got it's got a a philosophical payload that it's dumping <laughs> on you in the end. Um, whereas. These those other things are just well we gotta keep shooting stuff for ninety minutes so hey it's Britney Spears right <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a thing Michael Jackson I touch children yeah blackout yeah that's comedy that's great so yeah um it's 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 a movie first and a yeah. comedy second you know a very close second but I th- it's the kind of it's it's people ha, who got together. It it's people who got <laughs> people who got together to make a movie and they are funny people so it just turned out a funny movie, but they still wanted to tell a story first as opposed to just telling jokes. Right. Story comes first. Always, always, always yeah. comes first. Trey? Yeah. Well, it was good to watch this Dine movie again. Woo. Dine, woo. Um, I love ILM. 
Yeah, ILM is awesome. They did a great job. Great job on this movie. It's such great work in this movie. It's weird. Apparently, apparently in, in British movies, ILM is called double negative. It's just it's just their term that they call themselves when they're they're doing a movie. Oh, like pants made. or trousers. Exactly. Okay. It's, like, okay. it's just a whole. It's a different. They thing. don't have industrial lights over there, so they just <laughs> yeah. expose twice. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a part of the common. Or the uh, shopping cart is a trolley. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Right. The schedule. Um, Aluminium kind of and a fanny is actually anyway. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, and a fag is a whole different deal. Uh, you can have a fag in your mouth in England; it's perfectly acceptable. Anyway, which is why I can't wait to get there. Anyway, because here we hate it. So it's it's uh, what's what's great about watching this movie again right now um, is that I'm I'm currently grinding through the third act of a a script that uh, is not a knockoff of Shaun of the Dead, but is trying to hit the same tone of being a genre movie and being a comedy and and walking that line. And it was good to have a refresher on it. And uh, seeing this movie makes me realize I'm not really quite done yet. Um, darn it. We need to work on it some more. But uh, but it's it really is. It's it's a gold standard of, of things like this. And uh, we keep saying the same, tri- you know, it's the same trilogy. We keep saying Galaxy Quest, Shaun of the Dead, Ghostbusters... Are there any other three that go there? That's, that's my final question out there. Because I know that I think along the way we have named some other movies that managed to be comedies that were ideal genre comedies that were also ideal genres. Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. There you go. Young Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. Kiss Thank Kiss you. Bang Bang. Sax Mentor. That's a good one. Yeah. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Very good. Okay. So they're they're out there. There are there are a few, but although, they're extremely and, rare. And although you know we're we're saying uh, you know Ghostbusters, <clears throat> great comedy and also a great example of the genre. I don't know what fucking genre that is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ghostbusters is kind of the <laughs> wild card on that. <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it's kind of the sci-fi, it's the sci-fi it's supernatural sci-fi monster horror. movie. But yeah. uh, you know, whatever genre it is, maybe it created a genre. But it uh, sure you know, whatever genre it is, it does the hell out of it. And I think. I, and and I can't wait to do either Spaceballs or Young Frankenstein or preferably both, um, because Spaceballs for me is so not on that category. Um, because I think what what ties all of those together is that somebody or somebody's in key positions on those movies clearly loved and understood the genre and didn't just show up to make fun of the genre and make the easy jokes about the genre, which, again, is the difference between Young Frankenstein and Spaceballs. That's also um, why I haven't seen it yet, but just reading the script to fanboys. Mm. I was like, these... I read the script, and I'm like, these are all the easy Star Wars jokes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I... Fanboys does not, not does not skip that bar very high. Yeah. It, right. it, it, it bumps it on the way down. Anyway. <laughs> it hits its head on the bar <laughs> on the way down. It okay. passes clean out. Ouch. Yeah. This has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Email us at Down in Front Show at gmail.com. Subscribe to the forum. Become part of the community. We have a wonderful group of folks there, and it's getting bigger every single day. It's also the only place where you know what and when and where the live shows are happening. We do one every week at downinfront.net slash live, but the forum will tell you when, where, and what movie. What else? Don't buy your shit on Amazon because California's weird. Do buy your shirts because they're great. And if you don't buy anything with this big chin, shiny PayPal button, we're not asking, we're just saying. Uh, Matt Fade Aveda, show us a chapter breaks in iTunes when I give him the episode in advance enough, which is why they haven't been in touch lately. My fault. Uh, Holden Hill is a design to maintain the website. And until next time, my name is Dave Christie. Brian Canifta. Thanks, Scott. Joy Stokes. And this has been Down in Front. Thank you very much for listening. Mary Poppins. <laughs> <laughs> I saw I was going downhill on that one, so I just stuck the landing and. Oh, well then. Hello. Oi. And Ellie. Chim chimney, chim chimney, chim chimney. All British people talk like that. Just, <laughs> they they all talk like that. It's if you go, you realize they actually all talk <laughs> like that. They only talk other ways in like movies so that we think that they're all posh and stuff. <laughs>
You know what's crazy? If you go to Mexico, it's like they have a different word for everything. It's weird. And you, uh, although, actually, I was just watching um, John Oliver's comedy thing, which I got like five minutes into, and then I was like, no. Did you stand up but, show? Yeah. I but he was, but he, was, he was talking about uh, – he made the joke. He's like, you could have talked like this, and you you gave it up. <laughs> although, actually <laughs> – But that's, I not, heard, tr- that's no, not true. No, exactly. I was going to say I, I um, actually found out – I don't remember where recently that um, – that it's their language that's evolved. They, yes. Britain used to their talk vowels. like we do, and they evo- and evolved really? into this other. Where, whereas we usually think that they always talk like yeah, that, and, and then we bastardized version. And then Shakespeare we were the sounded like he was version. from Jersey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, did. it's called. Uh, I think it's rhotic is the, the the subset of language. Either it's a rhotic language or a non-rhotic. R h o t i c. Do you guys oh, realize when you say interesting things after the commentary, the commentary keeps going? Like right. I have, people are listening to this right now. This is the intermission now. It's the intermission all of a sudden. Like you didn't even like, anyway, transitioned right in. It's a matter, I guess, of how you, at least what I was reading, uh, it's a matter of how uh, you pronounce the R's. We R versus ah. Yeah. Ah. Ah. Harvard instead of Harvard. Harvard. Boston. Bye, guys. And we're out. Trendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>